him up at the 30. And now we'll see the offense coming out onto the field for their next possession. The offense will take over at the 39-yard line. The Bulls line up with three wide. lower that down shall we welcome everybody this is francisco joined by my buddy charles and i think we're gonna have andrew later on in the show but welcome this is sports goose number 76 we're gonna cover some of the stuff that happened in the last week or so how you doing charles i'm good i'm good another day you know i, I had a couple days off you know, because I got PTO to use, and so it's going to be a short work week for me. Off on Monday, and then I'm taking off Friday, and hopefully I will take that time to do something with my life besides being a vegetable. That's mm -hmm. probably not going to happen, so if I'm going to be a vegetable, let me be, like, something that's good for you, like a carrot, not broccoli. Broccoli is just poison anyway. I love so, broccoli. You, know. <laughs> you love broccoli? Yeah. I don't understand. That's some awesome stuff, Matt. I have been bullied by many a people about broccoli, and I think it's just a tree that you should never be eating, mm. personally speaking. Yeah. It's not good. My dogs love it when I have it in the Chinese food. <laughs> you know, I mean, besides that, be a carrot. Carrot's good for your eyes. Bugs Bunny's famous for a carrot. I, too, mumble a little bit like bugs, and I'm a, you know, a smack talker. So I, I'm going to say be a carrot. Don't be a broccoli. Okay. Uh, we got NCAA... NCAA football 11 in the background there uh let's see no nba tonight no nhl tonight but we'll get to that later baseball games were in the final week of the regular season still a lot of playoff races that have not been uh finalized just yet nfl happened over the last week as well nfl week two college football week three and some other stuff man we actually have a sponsor today Ooh. So, who who is wise enough to jump onto this uh train? Valorant. Yes. Yeah. So we'll be seeing them later on in the broadcast. And so yeah, it's uh National Voter Registration Day. Andrew implored us to please tell everybody who hasn't registered to vote in the United States to register to vote. And haha, that guy's wearing number sixty nine. Very nice. Uh mm -hmm. all right. Okay, so uh, week that is for Major League Baseball. A lot of significant games on tap. We have the Marlins and the Braves. Braves trying to lock up the NL East. The Marlins trying to lock up a playoff spot. Magic number is four, Charles. I cannot believe it. How the, do you feel? Uh, uh, it, it seems like the Marlins are backing into the playoffs right now. I mean, they, they lost by one run last night but luckily the Phillies are pooping the bed and doing as all Philadelphia teams do showing that they are complete frauds Frauds. and they're about to, hopefully the Nationals hang on and get a doubleheader sweep today that'd be great they already won the first game then we've got some other races the Cleveland Indians in that very 
hotly contested American League Central. They're facing the White Sox. The Yankees already up 2 nothing on the Blue Jays. Good, because so, they were killing us. Not that seeding matters, but it matters to me. Well, yeah, the Yankees will probably try and lock up that. Uh, if they beat the Blue Jays, they'll lock up the second-place spot. I don't think you guys are catching up Tampa for the... Hey, so- I don't care about that. I actually think we should tank it, not to go into the full details without, you know, when we get to the MLB segment, but, uh, oh no, I died. Um, I play Rayman, everybody in the background, because I told Francisco, you know, I need a multitask. I feel like um, it's not a multitasking game, though. Rayman well, you know it. what? If I got a lot of grief, Francisco, <laughs> I-, I can do this, damn okay. it. All and right. we'll both be all quit. But, um, but my whole thing is, we would get the Twins, and Josh Donaldson does not frightened me enough to worry so you know these are guys that you want i think you know because we've just been historically the one handing them their candy asses as the rock would say and watch them kill us like sweep us but still you know you go with the familiar right yeah um, yeah i mean it's it's been what how many series now against the twin uh, it's been a while like they, like, since like be the fourth time since like 2000 and two or something like that that that's it's been it's been a while it's 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 them and the a's for some reason they just can't get anything going all right uh we've got the reds and the brewers that's also important for uh, the final wild card spots and maybe i guess uh, the second spot in the nl central reds are up to nothing cubs and pirates i'm sure the cubs are just they're trying to lock up the nl central Rays and the Mets. Rays likely gonna lock up the AL East. The Mets are trash as as always. Trash. The and as Andrew would say, woohoo! I'll be yeah. the honorary Andrew Ray lover, Tampa <laughs> Bay lover. The Orioles and the Red Sox doesn't matter. Tigers and Twins doesn't matter. Well, actually, Twins for the Twins that matters. So, uh, Cardinals and Royals. Cards trying to get that second place spot. Padres, they locked up a playoff spot at the very least and likely will end up in second place in the NL West. Dodgers kind of put it into second gear there to pull ahead. The Astros and the Mariners. Mariners, they're they're behind. They're, they're three games behind the Astros. It's it's not it's not Looking good for the Mariners. It'd be amazing to see the Mariners and the Marlins in the playoffs at the same time. But like I said, if we all just believe like at the end of Paper Mario and will them, they might just be able to catch up to the Astros and take that second place spot. Rangers and Diamondbacks doesn't matter. A's and Dodgers, both teams. Uh, The A's already won the AL West. So they can kind of just coast a little bit even though they are still three games back of the Rays for the top spot in the American League. Then the Rockies and the Giants, that does matter for the Giants. They're trying to get a wild card spot. And that's it for tonight for baseball. That's, those, that's all the action for today. Um, Andrew's not here, Charles. NFL Week 2 happened. Let's let's get into that. Because... Uh, I, I specifically, I, I have uh, three games that I actually saw Ooh. Uh, from from uh, the past week. Uh, Buffalo, Miami, because Dolphins and 
Uh, the Dolphins made it a game at the very least. That was That's encouraging for a rebuilding team. The Chiefs and the Chargers, I saw that one. Pretty good game. And the wonderful collapse of the Atlanta Falcons to the Dallas Cowboys. Oof. You know, I've seen parents grieve a loss of a child more than Dan Quinn trying to win a big game. <laughs> so it, it, It's just, it has to be that intense. Sorry. I, I mean, God, man. So let, let's start with the Falcons because, man, how... They have you know, they have really not recovered since blowing that Super Bowl. Well, you remember how we made fun of the Padres for getting on Fernando Tatis for, you know, just homering and all that stuff and saying they don't have that killer instinct and all that mm-hmm. fun jazz? Dan Quinn does not have it either. You want to rest on your laurels of getting to the Super Bowl? Well, you know, there's plenty of average coaches who get to the Super Bowl. Hell, there's plenty of average coaches who get you Super Bowl titles. But there's not a lot of average uh, coaches who have great winning cultures. And Dan Quinn, his his time's up. You know. I mean, you're looking at the... I mean, because Matt Ryan went 24 for 36, four touchdowns. I had him on fantasy. And, you know, it ain't on Matt Ryan's fault, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, (laughs) you put up 39 points and you would think... Yeah, that should do it. That should do it. But, I mean, dear Lord. I mean, the Cowboys put up 570 total yards, uh, 445 of those passing, uh, seven yards per play. Uh, I mean, they, they lost three fumbles. You would think that that given how the game started like okay this is going to be a blowout let's let's have the uh let's just pack it in but man the cowboys i i think they they took a a script out of the patriots playbook just like all right let's just give it to them they'll probably find a way to screw this up and they did they absolutely did and it hurts because yeah. I don't know if it's our old age, but I don't like seeing good teams or decent teams, respectable people lose in that matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are likable on the Falcons. I love Julio Jones. I yeah. think he is one of the most gifted wide receivers, even at the age of 31. Future all um, Yeah, future all for sure. Calvin Ridley, I'm a big fan of. Always liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan. Everybody poops on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's great. Like if we you, and you know this better than anybody because Phil Parcells thought Jake Long was a better option than uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan. Here you here you be, yeah, wondering about what could have been, and it's it's just so bad. I mean that defense isn't really that good. Tarek McKinley is like their big guy that I can name. I mean Grady Jarrett, sure, but there's not like a, a lot of crazy names. But how do you keep like screwing the pooch? Is my question. You gotta have simple play call. It's it's simple. I and maybe I'm a little biased because I do have Todd Gurley on my fantasy. By the way, we changed the name of my team. You know, I have two leagues, and they're both now. That's right. I'm oh, I, I want to give a shout out to Freddie. He's messaging us on the uh, on the Fred. screen there. So uh, we have a weird matchup: Dartmouth versus Portland State. I I, I hit the random button, and they're at West Virginia. So uh, I love hitting the random button on NCAA. Just have these weird matchups. It's it's always great. Uh so yeah, sorry, go ahead, Charles. Oh, um 
So, I, you know, that little side note, I'm trash because <laughs> I, I did not start the right people for one of them, losing by three. And the other one is I almost came back from a 30-point deficit. So I changed my name to, uh, in honor of maybe my co-sponsor for the day, of my non-sponsor, Trash of Trujillo. Oh, so boy. that's fun. Um, <laughs> hint, hint, like any, if, I don't know if we're doing giveaways. Figure it out. You can get that for free. Um, but you have Todd Gurley. Run the ball. Oh, you can't run the ball with Todd Gurley? Well, run the ball with Edo Smith. Just run the damn ball. Save time. Do something. Mm-hmm. Because it just seems like it's excuses and ineptitude. You can't go deep all the time. And listen, you let Mike McCarthy whose reputation from being the guy who held Aaron Rodgers' jockstrap, and mind you, I'm going to say it right now, Fred, you can please disagree with me if you want. I Aaron Rodgers overrated, just saying it because I'm petty. But, um, you know, Mike McCarthy is, is super conservative in that comparison based off of what happened a couple years back in the NFC Championship game so, when he blew his league against uh, the Steelhawks. Hmm. You know, you're talking about a guy who I was like, I told my friends, I'm like, ah, you know, you'll want... You'll want uh, Zeke because Zeke is just going to get fed all the time because, you know, McCarthy's just a boring coach who's going to go from there. And then all of a sudden, I'm 27, 23, three weeks. Well, you know what? Not everybody is like Rain Man over here, Freddie. I'm an idiot. Um, I also retired, and that's my excuse. I did have McCaffrey on one of them, though, so I'm going to cry. Um, yeah, is, but here's the thing, Freddie. Is Rodgers really making it happen in spite of lack of weapons, or is it because of the fact that, one, that O-line is actually better than anticipated, and two, you know, Matt LaFleur is just that predictable, and those defenses he's played are bad? I say, because I'm petty, and I'm going to ride this petty train for a while, that I'm right, but I will give Rodgers respect. He's a good fantasy guy. He's saying Jordan Love, the drafting of Jordan Love lit a fire under his ass. Well, that does make sense. I mean, uh that does make sense in some ways. I mean, as, as our Lord and Savior, Derek Jeter, has said before, competition uh, r- removes complacency. So, uh, yeah, we, we and there were, it. of course, the, you had the people that with the doubts about Aaron Rodgers and, and stuff. But listen, he's a great quarterback. There's no denying that. And I, deny I, I think there's no denying it. I, think I rebuke the Satan. I, I, I think given what he's been given in Green Bay, uh, he's done the job. So, um, so that's what I say. Uh, and see that being said, I was a doubter. So that's, that's Freddie's comments there. Right, okay. So yeah, Falcons, once again, contributing to the Atlanta penchant for choking. And, and plus being, it means Dallas wins. So not everybody's yeah. going to be happy about yeah, that. Well, they're one and one. They would have been zero and two to start out the season, which would have been great. You know, would have, would have been fantastic. Uh, but and now Atlanta falls to zero and two, and so but the Packers, yeah, aforementioned Packers, they're two and zero, forty two twenty one over the Detroit Lions. The uh, the Colts getting a victory over the Ugh. Vikings. Vikings oh, already zero and two game. to start the game, to start start the season. Is it because Stefan Diggs or just because of Pat Schumer? Mm. And you can't say it's because of both. Because I'll tell you this, Pat Schumer's over in Denver, and they ain't got nothing because of injuries. They lose everybody. And then Stefan Diggs is making Josh Allen look into the big, great Josh with that weird mustache he's building. I'm not not crazy about it. (laughs) And then your Dolphins, though, competitive. Listen. Competitive. That was a good football game. I think they they had had their opportunities to take that lead or prevent – uh, the Bills from scoring, but listen, uh, for 
week two of the second year of the rebuild. We still haven't played too well yet. Uh, Fitzpatrick was uh, better this game than he was last game. It's the Buffalo Bills. So you can say that the competition was at, wasn't as high as the Patriots with Cam Newton back there. But uh, I I find what they did during that game encouraging. They didn't give up. They played down to the wire. There's not much else you could do. I, I, the team is still improving. The offensive line is still not there. Um, the, uh, the weapons still aren't there yet. And, but... Last season started off worse than this season. I mean, Dolphins were just getting embarrassed their first few games of the Can year. Can I tell you what I like about the Dolphins? Yes. I actually like their crappy defense because it didn't give really up when they knew the lead was closer. Right. You know, when it was in a distance, and I think that matters so much. And there were in- injuries. Byron Jones was out. Xavier Howard was not available. Yeah, yeah I mean... That's another thing with, with the, the injuries in the NFL. I mean, there's always going to happen, but man, the, the lack of preseason stuff. I think it's it's. Oh, it was bloody Sunday. Yeah, I think the same thing that happened in Major League Baseball with all the pitchers going down. Like that, we're going to see that in the NFL. People are just going to go down like crazy. They're not. They're not going to get warmed up to basically going a full sprint, full on real games. We're going to see a ton of injuries, and somebody significant is going to go down. Like somebody super significant is going to go down. Well, Brady won his first game as a Buccaneer. Which brings us to a side point question, because I want to get to Freddie on this one before I forget, and it has something to do with a little bit of Florida teams. Best worst divisions of football you've seen from week two mm. or the first two weeks? Best best division, worst division in the league right now. Hmm. Let's see. AFC East is Patriots and Bills. That was... That was going to be it from the from the from the get go. We knew the, the Jets were going to be trash. We knew the Dolphins were oh, still so rebuilding. All oh, the <laughs> like, and it's I can't and I can't get a gauge. Uh, I first off, worst team ready is the Jets, but I can't get a gauge on Sam Darnold if he's trash because when you look at who his starting wideouts are, oh man, like everybody needs somebody, right? Peyton can be successful without Reggie Wayne and you know killing Marvin Harrison, but Jesus, man. When Brashad Perriman's your starter and he can't even, you know, be available to play and you're going on the no names and then you got old Frank Gore, who we love, by the way. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore, you're the used heart and soul. Yeah. You're the heart and soul of all football, Frank. We love you. Yeah. But Jesus, that Frank Christ, man. You were the lead toter of the ball. But um, that might actually contribute a little bit to the worst uh, division. But continue. Yeah, so... Anchors, Logan. Ugh. Uh, you got, uh, let's see, AFC North. You got Pittsburgh and Baltimore starting off well. Lamar Jackson continuing to. Uh, uh, what the? Hell? God damn it. Jose Arena. All right. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Marlins are playing. He just gave up a home run. Man, he is such a trashy pitcher. I cannot. He, this is his final season with the Marlins. He's been here way too long. He's been here since 2015 with the Marlins. So he was a, a he was the past ownerships. Our Lord and Savior Derek Jeter would never have selected this player. And uh, so basically, Jeter was you know new stepdaddy and has to deal with the troublemaker kid that he can't get rid of for adoption yet. Oh, he's getting rid of him as soon as this kid turns 18 at the end of this season. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, aside from that, 
the Bengals and the Browns played. The Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, I am so sorry that you are stuck with such a horrible team. Um, but that's what happens, man. You are the number one pick. You are gonna, you're gonna suffer quite a lot. You're gonna suffer quite a lot. So I'm sorry about that, dude. Oh, look at that. Ever tried? Support it on Kickstarter. What is what type of game is that? Is that it looks like a strategy game. Looks kind of fun. In a Ma- world full of shooters, turn-based. Ever tried? Yeah. Turn-based roguelite by baiting enemies, triggering traps, and ascending through every floor of a mysterious tower in search for the afterlife. Ooh. That could be cool. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to see that on your console of preference or PC, go to the Kickstarter. Um, Or, or, you know, Microsoft can just buy them for $7.5 billion. Which we may talk about that. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, we may. We just might. Yeah, Burrow, listen, Burrow is a good choice for fantasy people. I mean, here's the thing about fantasy. Everybody's a good choice, except for you're on the Jets, almost. <laughs> but um, he looks the part. I watched that Thursday night game, and for those who don't know, I really just hate watching the Browns. Um, it's just, It's just an abomination. But... He looks the part. He has some weapons to succeed. You're expecting a little bit more out of T. Higgins. And, oh, man, I got to tell you, what's-his-face really looks old, A.J. Green. But that's expected, right? Yeah. You know, he, he he's still getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's Joe Burrow. But but he, he's already looking good first few games already. The Jaguars and the Titans. So that's my best division, Fred. Because it's not even just the Jaguars and the Titans. It's Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and then Houston's trash. And I love <laughs> it. But they have the capability of still being trash. Because let me ask you this, Fred, and I'll ask you this, Francisco. Is the best division the team that has like a 12 and 4 team and a 10 and 6 team, and everybody else is in the middle and below? Or is it the team that's going to have like three 8 and 8s or 9 and 7 and 8s and then one 6 and 10? I well, know. I don't know if that's the best division. That might be the most competitive division. I mean, you, you can have a you can have like an entire division of mediocre teams, and they're all going to face each other six times. So, like they, the NFC West a couple yeah. years back when it was yeah, basically. Nine. I mean, heck, the yes, was it the, the Seahawks got yep. in with a losing record? So that's that's entirely possible. Um, yeah, worst team is nine and seven. Man, well, I I'm going to be that team that's nine and seven, presumably. Um, I mean, so the NFC West has bad. two teams that have already started. 2-0 and, and have the 49ers went 1-1, one one, so that's yeah, that seems to be good. That's already looking good. Kyler Murray's already looking good for, for the Cardinals. Um, the Rams have started off well. Seahawks. Uh, the NFC South, uh, yeah, the, the Saints and the Bucks, they're both 1-1. One one. The Panthers, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's to be expected. They're 0-2. The Falcons, uh, they should be 1-1, one one, but they're not. But uh, they, they can they have the pieces to turn around. It's just whether they're going to do it or not. Cause... See, here's my thought on the West 3 and 2 teams, um, or 3 2 0 teams on the best division thing. Yes, for now, but I think there's going to be a big downward spiral. Well, let's see. And it, I mean, it's to be indicative of yeah. many things. Like, I think they'll be competitive. They'll probably be the best division. They were the best division, arguably, last year as well. Um, I mean, they've been the best division for a while because if you look at. You had the 49ers went to the Super Bowl. 
you have had the Seahawks going past, you've had the Rams. They've been the representation mm-hmm. of it for a bit, so they, they've done well. It's just, you know, they all seem to kind of poop the bed when the big game comes up. Um, so that's on them. But NFC West, to give them their credit, they're going to have an MVP frontrunner. You know, Russ is playing balls to the wall. Yeah. And he's doing it with being more passer. He's the one actually bucking the trend in the two games that he had compared to what you love so much about Carson. Not Carson Wentz. Well, people still love Carson Wentz for some reason. But um, Patrick Mahomes, who just goes deep. And then you have people who love Lamar because he just runs. No, he didn't actually run a lot against um, Houston because Houston actually figured him out a little bit. But um, Russ is just magical. He's a Sandlot player, but he is just on another level. And I found out that he's never got an MVP vote before. And hmm. this just might be the year, right? And this might be the year where it just kind of bucks that trend a little bit and he gets it. But I, granted, very early in the season, I'm going to become like a prototypical a-hole analyst, but the guy is impressive as fudge. Hmm. And I just don't see why he shouldn't do it, especially since when you think about it, he's got really nobody on that team running-wise, so he's bucking the trend of what he was built on as a quarterback for just letting a strong running game and then Sandlot football, because now it's DK Metcalf, who's blown up. Yeah, he's still going deep, but I'll take it. Tyler Lockett shows up every now and then. Greg Olson hasn't done anything, but who's their running backs? Chris Carson, who really didn't do much. DJ Dallas hiding in there. Uh, Carlos Hyde's still around, right? But he, that'll be for like a week until somebody gets injured and you need those roster spots. Travis Homer, not doing much. So let, let's talk about a team that I – so they, they've started off 2-0, but I do not believe in this 2-0 right here. That's the Chicago Bears. Oh, my God, <laughs> which might go into worse division. Yeah. That have, that, because I'm going to make that argument that it is. That's a possibility. I mean, the Packers – because the Bears are 2-0, but they shouldn't be 2-0. Um, the Lions, uh, of course, choked away their game in week one. The Vikings have started off badly. Uh, the Packers, I mean, I, I, I would have gone in and say, okay, this is the Packers and the Vikings race to win. But uh, I don't know what to make of the Bears other than this is not, this is a house of cards. There's no way they can I mean, keep this up. I'll tell you not what Not with Trubisky as the quarterback. <laughs> but allow me to tell you what they are. They're the Bears that went to the playoff a couple years ago. Just a little bit of luck. Yeah. A no, that's bit true. Of- a I little mean, bit of solid play. They could no catch every break and make it. And yeah, their entire because... division, their entire division has the capability of being mediocre. Yeah, and here's the thing: we're talking about divisions that are, you know, everybody gets a participation trophy now in sports. Sometimes people can't take the L going ten and six, and that's going to happen this year in football. You're going to have that kind of probably mediocre but the record doesn't reflect it. Bears team go to a playoff game because they expanded it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's possible. But I would say they're the worst division um, on this end because the record's not reflected. There's no one who inspires you really on those teams because people have already hated on Kirk Cousins the minute he signed to Minnesota anyway, so F him, right? Even though I think he's a great above average quarterback who needs the right system but that's every quarterback guys except for Patrick Mahomes Lamar Jackson but venture this you get Lamar Jackson and this is something that always interests me because I come from the, the pedigree of running quarterbacks with Vince Young and Steve McNair and to a degree Jake Locker every quarterback who's supposed to be a runner who is forced to pass is always going to have a bad time right so 
uh, if I have red rank, if one of you can't message me on Discord, um, yeah, I'll, I'll jump into it. Bear with me as I try to figure out what my Discord stuff was. Let me see. Or you want to do that? Yeah, you can yeah. keep talking. I'll, I'll go on my soliloquy. So you can even say that Lamar and them, like every quarterback's bad if you don't have the right system. You have to kind of figure it out and build it to it there. But aside from the Packers and it's the namesake, because everybody has to have a love boner for Aaron Rodgers, so there he is. But Stafford, what were we saying about Stafford? He just can't do anything. It's a bad team. They don't have a run game. What were we saying about the Vikings? No one can do anything. They don't have a receiver. Sherman left. And then when we say about the Bears, meh, it's the Bears. Khalil Mack gets more recognition. What if is this just Trubisky's year? Because he's in that bender break year. I don't think they picked up his fifth-year option. They ran in all that cash on um, Nick Foles just to be a backup. But even if Trubisky leaves and you're inheriting Foles and everything else, you might be okay. But it's not an exciting... It's not an exciting division. There's not really a lot of players in each of those teams that make you jump for joy because Minnesota's pretty bland. It's Dalvin Cook, okay. You just trade for Yannick Ingu, yeah, okay. Or Yannick, I don't know how to say his name, guys. Uh, Matt Stafford, it's there for the Lions. You have old Adrian Peterson. DeAndre Swift has just really done nothing. Um, who else, right? No, I can't name anybody in their defense. Quandre Diggs, I think, got traded out. And then you go into... Packers, and it's just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And listen, Devontae Adams gets mass respect for single-handedly like destroying people's fantasy leagues, but he's already hurt now. He's got tender hamstrings. So, meh, it's, it's the division that you probably shouldn't sleep on because watch one of those guys go to the Super Bowl. But it's the division that just doesn't end Gakwe. All right, I can barely say my last name, but end Gakwe. All right. Um, but it's not that inspiring. So I would say they're the worst division. I would also kind of venture on the possibility that it might end up being, um, I don't want to say it's going to be the AFC West, what was the other one say? The AFC South has the capability of being very bad. Boring, maybe. Not Maybe not the worst, but maybe not, because are we going to give so much credence that the Bucks are great just because Tom Brady gets one little victory and one little touchdown? Mm. And are we going to feel that way if we're giving it to... We already we seen Carolina, but here's the thing about Carolina, in defense of them and what Matt Rule's doing. They're competitive. They're coming back. But now they lost Christian McCaffrey, which hurts Charles and his fantasy league on top of everything else. But, you know, they're, they're at least competitive. Teddy, Teddy's trying to be more than he is, whatever. But the, the Saints, they just got busted up, man. They just got busted hmm. up on live TV. Yep. On a team that no one takes seriously because Freddie agrees with me if I'm Vegas. wrong. Everybody wants to hit on David Carr. Or De- is it Derek? Or, yeah, it's Derek, not yeah. David. Yeah. Um, look, too many people having too many babies. In 10 years from now, we'll be dealing with the whole Rivers brothers going against each other, so I, I, I can't deal with that because Philip Rivers has like 20 kids. Um, but going back to that, you know, they're getting spanked. Everybody's like, presumably, they're going to be the best team, but they just got their butts handed to them. So how are you going to tell me that's a scary team? Also, amongst best AFC division, possibly um, AFC West. You know, Kansas City looking good, and then you have the Chargers didn't look bad, man. No, you know, no, with Justin didn't. Herbert kind of coming in. I, like there, I said, that was a good game good. between them and the Chiefs. It was a very good game. It was solid when it came down to the end. It was, I mean, and he I, he it, looked solid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of things that are uh, good to kind of work with. Um, the Broncos had that bit of an injury, but. You know, Blake Bortles would come back and shock the world. So who who knows from there? I feel like I'm missing one of the teams because I'm 
Yeah, I'm going off like my head instead of the notes that well, today we've, we've I did got try the, to prepare. We've got the Fred Rink up here. He's got the Chiefs uh, up at number one. Behind them is Baltimore, then Seattle. Your Titans at number four. We are playing very good. I'm going to steal five minutes of my time. Saints at five. Packers at six. Bills at seven. Steelers, Patriots, Rams, and the Cowboys as the uh, NFC East champion. That's his lowest one, actually. So that's, I mean, he still predicts them to go 13 and three. Uh, And then, yeah, Arizona, Tampa Bay. And he sees the Raiders clinching a wild card spot. He does. He has the 49ers up high, but he thinks the Niners will not be able to clinch a playoff spot. Well, they lost everybody. It yeah. Was like the, it was like the goddamn Red Wedding, man, in Game of Thrones. Just everybody got killed. Um, yeah. I mean, Gar- yeah. Gar- Garoppolo's down, right? So He has a high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. Of, you know, it's kind of funny. Because there was the, 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 the cause Tom Brady was calling around after – he was leaving New England, and San Francisco is one of the places he was calling about. So, well, could you imagine if if that had happened? It's like or he goes to goes to back up, quote unquote, Garoppolo, and then he goes down, and uh, people would have thought it was a conspiracy or something if that happened. <laughs> let's Little see. If, Nancy if Niners, there. Niners over under take the under, yeah, maybe. I mean, Nick Mullins played fine as a replacement those games that he was out so it's a possibility i think their concern is just shanahan doesn't have wide receivers because you're working on muhammad sanu to come in and help you out on the spaces after like one week um debo samuel brand Ayuk, they're going to come in at some point i and i don't know the timetable but i mean do you believe raheem Mostert's a good running back or do you believe that he's just fast and there's bad blocking that the jets had and i think it's more the jets i know he did well in the first um game, but that's the kind of thing about running backs. They're good until they're good. Look at Saquon Barkley. Um, it, it's very interesting with the Niners because, aside from that, George Kittle's also hurt. Solomon Thomas tore his ACL. Uh, Nick Bosa's out, the better Bosa brother. Um, everybody's kind of hurt and busted. So what do you do? Is it just one of those things where you say, hey, you know what? Well, let's ride off like a tax. You know, it's not on us that everybody got hurt and their mother got hurt. I mean, right now, you know, Jimmy Guapo's mom's probably got punched in the face. I don't know. <laughs> you know, what, what can we say about it? Um, but that's just kind of life it is as it be. Too bad for the Broncos. Got Bortles. I don't know. You know, if if Sutton was healthy, I think they'd be okay because the expectation is that Blake is probably, what, 28, 29 now. Maybe he learned to temper down. Schumer's kind of a... I don't want to say he's a quarterback whisperer, but he's a good substitute teacher for some quarterbacks and teams. He's just a terrible coach in real life. But as a offensive coordinator, maybe he can get that system. That's fine because it's not like Vic Fangio. Okay, so side note, Blake Tannehill moment, exactly. So side note, this is my problem a lot with defensive coaches becoming um, who are former coordinators become coaches. They always have the same beats. Short passes, play action passes, run the ball all the time. It's like literally copy and paste, and there's like no innovation. Why can't you be great? Why can't you be better? So, unfortunately, Vic Fangio, he's falling into the same trap because they got Blake. Presumably, it's Jeff Driscoll for about two games until that's over because Jeff was not really that good in UF, and he's not really good in the pros because he's been on three different teams. I think it was on San Fran and on Cincinnati, and now this is his third team. I'm Maybe he was with the Eagles, but they take people all the time because Wentz is always injured. Um, but, yeah, if they didn't have Sutton injured, I would agree that he have a better chance to shine because competent wide receivers can make backups look good. That's what everything is about. Um, 
I'm going to give some love to the Titans for two seconds. Mm. I don't like Gostowski. I don't know why we keep him, because you even missing PATs from this point on is inexcusable. But even though we're doing stuff to justify Ryan Tannehill's contract, it's at least working, because the guy has six touchdowns with like one interception. And he's, he's making Corey Davis look good, which is surprising. Remember, this guy was the number five pick in the draft a couple years back. And he was in Dooley Diddley squat. John Smith is looking good. Our 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 other former Golden Panther, you know. And Derrick Henry's looking not that great. But here's the thing too: people need to understand about running backs. When the expectation is you're gonna give this guy the ball 30 times, he's not gonna have 200 yards each time. He got paid on for being consistent and moving that offense. So good on him. And our defense sucks. So that's life. Clowney has not done anything. Vic Beasley, presumably, we knew wasn't gonna do anything. I'm just kind of terrified, and I love me some Minshew Mania. I really hope them the best of luck, especially since they were able to get rid of Leonard Fournette and a cost-cutting move that made no sense whatsoever, and then find that Robinson cat who's able to do some greatness. Um, mm-hmm. Just not at our expense, but now that everybody gets a participation trophy, there's a good chance that they'll all succeed. Um, yeah. Okay. All righty then. So... Uh, I think that's as much. Oh, God damn it. Fucking. All right. So the Marlins are losing now. Iranian just gave up another solo home run. Oh, man. Just, Pit, just good pitching is a curse, bud. And he's. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I mean, it seems like so he's Dominican. He's got the gigantic weave in his hair and stuff like that uh, right now. It seems like the worse he's gotten, the larger the weave's gotten. That's what I think. Like before, so he's he, like, he he's was like bad Rapunzel. Yeah, the, I mean, before it was he was you know his natural hair all all clean whatnot, and like it's just gotten bigger. His hat's gotten bigger as he cannot fit all of the weave on his head with with, with a regular normal human sized hat. So he's got like a Bruce Bochy thing going with like a massive hat. Anyways, uh, that's an aside for me. I think we uh, that's pretty much the whole week in the NFL. Uh, we'll yeah. see what happens oh, in week three. I, I want I want to touch on one thing about mm-hmm. the NFL that's not players but coach wise. Yes. Um, million dollar fines. I think that was the total amount that's being distributed mm-hmm. amongst coaches who decide not to wear the mask. Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Wow. I know Gruden got hit. I know, I think Harbaugh got hit, and then you got, you know, Stay Puff Marshmallow Andy Reid with his little foggy, you know, shield, which more respect to him for doing it. But let's see, Gruden paid in fine for mass negligence. Um, okay. Oh, it's 100000 I don't know where I got a million, unless it was multiple people that got fined on different teams. 200 k for the teams, 100 k for the individual coaches. They also got Fangio, Carroll, and Kyle Shanahan. So I guess the question is this. Does it matter? I mean, you've already were kind of lax with the policy to begin with. At this point, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if the NFL has seen what's going on in Major League Baseball, but it is completely inconsistent. Like, it is... Uh, there, there are guys that put up the little goiter, whatever they call that thing, and the uh, or the masks, like, when they're out, up at bat, and then, like, they lower it during the at-bat, and then when they run to first base, they put it up. But then, like, when they start leading off, they put it down. Uh, coaches are... Uh, it. it at this point, what's the point of the mask if you guys ain't using it right? So yeah. I find it even harder with more people in the NFL for them to go by that. If Don Manley can't do it, sure as hell, uh, John Gruden is not going to be able to do it. So, and 
what's your purpose? Is your whole thing about individual self and health and safety, or are you just doing this so you don't get blowback for being the a hole who, you know, could not regulate his own guys because I mean, baseball we can easily replace a game. I mean, right? I, I, Postpone it. I, I, I mean, sheesh. Gosh. Oh wow! Look at that. Another sponsor, Minoria. Tale of Ink and Blood out now for your Xbox, your PlayStation 4, or your Switch. Look at that hack and slash beat 'em up type game there. Those are always fun. Little, looks like a like a Castlevania actually, a little Metroidvania. That's always fun. Yeah, we give loves to those. Mm-hmm. Uh, action platformer, yeah, fantastic. That was always great. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think. I don't know if it's like the NFL trying to show the public and stuff. I think it's more of a PR thing than anything else. So because once question, again, what the, happens when they catch the owners without the mask? Because you know Jerry Jones is just going to get caught slipping yeah. at some point. He's uh, going to be drinking some you know girl or guy's glass in front of everybody. He's going to act a fool. It's going to happen. You know Goodell's in his palm of his hand, especially since his boy Roger Kraft is uh, or Robert Kraft is going to you know get away with it. Empty-handed. <laughs> I feel like there's no. They're they're not going to stop it. It's just not. Major League Baseball couldn't do it. They're not going to do this for this. Uh and listen. College football is having struggle with it. I mean, FSU's coach got it, and now Notre Dame has been postponed. Uh, I, I was going to wait for that till yeah, Andrew. But I, I know. No, it's just a little snippet, a little preview. We'll wait for it. Just say I, I want to be right about a lot of things. I'm I don't like being wrong. I hate it. And what was I saying? Oh, we're not going to have baseball. Baseball's almost done with the season. Did you hear what? Ma- okay, Rob Manfred, a mini goon here. I mean, you you've already oh. been a goon, uh, but was it? He's trying to have fans attend playoff games in the bubble. Uh-huh. What's what's the point of the bubble then? Don't if you're even gonna, do family at, at this point. Like just just freaking. Don't even do the bubble. Just have teams uh, go to their respective series. I don't know. Just have all the series in one place then. If, if that's the case, sheesh, or the World Series, have it being regular. Okay? Two games there, three games someplace else, and then the last two if it goes to seven. Ah. I, just, I just want a bubble so I can have, like, actual rivalries. Because yeah. imagine if the Yanks and the Red, uh, not the Red Sox, but the Yanks and the Astros are in the same hotel room. Oh, I, I just want to see... You know, J.A. Happ, who's done really nothing, except recently has actually been pretty decent, so I'm going to take those words back in a bit, just plunk in real life like George Springer right in his face. Yeah. Just hit him in the face, man. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess I can rattle off some of our smaller segments. Ooh. Wait. Uh, well, Andrew's not here, Charles. So we like to partake in debauchery when he's not here. Yes. So it's always a happy. And here's the thing, guys. Andrew is a- Andrew can be a little bit. He can be a little wild. He he lets his hair down, right? But he's not aggressive like you and I are. Yeah, he's, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart. So he cares about not getting canceled. I introduced a segment last week. I've made some tweaks to it. I've called it "Hug Bump Scorn." Now, <laughs> oh God, is it a? Uh... An off-kilter of MKF? Yes, pretty much. It's pretty much the same thing. We're going to look at an individual. 
even if we have no idea what their off uh, off the field or off the court, off the ice manner is, they could be the greatest guy in the world. But just by appearance, do you want to give the guy a big giant hug, and will he accept that hug and give it back to you, or is he kind of like you know like a, a fist bump type of guy? Like, okay, I don't want to be too formal with this guy, or somebody you scorn, you just like you, you just you just do not want them near you. You want you want to jettison them off your team just like I do of Jose Urania on the Marlins. Unlike Minoria, which we always want to give a fist bump to yeah. and a hug. Yeah. And ever tried. Well if this was a Minoria sponsored segment, we'd probably be decapitating and uh slashing people to bits and stuff. That might get a little violent. I don't know. We're not going that far now. But so last week we did your Tennessee Titans uh, hit some random players. This week we'll do the Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh, I got this. <laughs> so we'll look at the 2020 Miami Dolphins roster. We'll we'll pick out some some random players, look at the roster, see their photos, and just be like, yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see myself doing this or that to that person. So let's see. I'm going to scroll up and down, blah, 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 blah. All right. So let's click one here. Originally, this was called Who Has a Punchable Face, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, so they actually used a photo from actual game action here, Jamal Perry. So I can't really even see his face. So I'm going to pick somebody else. All right. And this guy doesn't even have a team photo. (laughs) It's just the Dolphins logo. Ah, oh, Miami Dolphins. It's just uh, the guy they picked off on Kendall's Walmart. Oh, gosh darn it. Hey. I picked Jamal Perry twice again. Sheesh. How does that happen? All right. Robert Hunt. There he is. Number um, 68. He's one away from being very nice. So what's our dedication? H24 from Louisiana Lafayette. He's okay. He looks like yeah. a guy who didn't get any sleep. Just fist bump him. Yeah, that's a fist bump type of dude right yeah. there. That's the yeah, that's that's a guy that uh yeah, that's a fist bump. Oh that's yeah. He's like my dog didn't stop barking until five in the morning and I only have two hours of sleep kind of guy. I can respect <laughs> Freddie's like I would not scorn him. All right. Uh, well, in reality we couldn't score anybody, Fred, because they would kill me. We got Calvin Munson. I can kinda sort of see his face through the face mask there, but not too much there. He's got this tat. On the right side, I don't know right. what's on so, it. Calvin Munson looks like a guy who wears an Affliction shirt and drinks a bank energy drink, so I already know where I'm going with this. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. If that's what you're going to give me, first impressions matter. Mm. Seriously. He probably yeah. has a Bible scripture verse on his chest. Uh. <laughs> Ezekiel 22. All right. Oh, okay. Wow, they're just using in-game football. Christian Wilkins <laughs> is a hug guy because he gave, he gave Roger Goodell... Uh, he did the whole, you know, like the the chest bump thing. So no, no, that that dude is a strict hug. I, I would, I mean, sheesh, I would bring that man to Thanksgiving dinner. That that's Fred, what I would do. Fred, what's one of the things that you do in regards to uh, the guy that we mentioned prior? Yeah, because Christian Wilkins is he loves theater. He's a he's a cultured man. He's a man with plans. Bang rainbow unicorn all day. There you go. So, yeah, Christian Wilkins, you are definitely, like, uh, I I would do more than just hug you, dude. (laughs) I'm just saying. All right. 
Preston Williams. Yeah, no, that's a fist bump right there. That's a fist bump. Colorado State. Second season in the NFL. Got injured last year. Um, uh, yeah, no, no, he's he's uh, man, they just keep using. Uh, I guess they didn't have team photos this year for the Dolphins. I'm sure, I'm sure if you go on ESPN, they'll have it. Uh, it feels like because the Titans all had team photos, so oh. with the whole COVID thing, maybe not all of them did them, or they could have used some from last year at least. Come on, Dolphins. Well, I'm gonna check. ESPN real quickly. On yeah, players. you know what? Yeah, this isn't working on the Dolphins. Maybe. Can I get to NFL.com here? Like straight to NFL? Is this all? all right, you uh, should do ESPN. ESPN? They have all the people and stuff. They have all the people. Perfect. Alrighty. So ESPN. All right, who, who's the one that we couldn't see the photo of? So I can get his name officially. So I can tell you. Um, do, 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 teams. Calvin Munson. All right, I have Calvin Munson's full face, gentlemen and ladies, whoever's right. out there and children all between. Is this an alphabetical order? Oh, oh, he is not. totally the affliction. I drink a bang energy drink, straight up. I I will keep. Ah, oh, yes. My name. Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, there he is. Okay, so let's see. Uh, they have a little. Short list here of guys. Uh, okay. Oh, Andrew Van Ginkle. <laughs> Look at this guy's hair. Uh, man. He's got... Do you see Andrew Van Ginkle? I'm checking up on my... Okay, you have it on your thing yeah, now. Yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. He, I'm not giving this guy a hug. I feel like he hasn't I mean, showered. Well, you know, with a name like Van Ginkle, he's keeping the bloodlines pure. <laughs> it reminds me of... Um... No. <laughs> 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 if you guys have seen... Um... It's always sunny. I just... He looks oh like a big foil. <laughs> like, but tell me I'm wrong. All right. Yes, it could be Andrew Van Halen. It'd be cooler <laughs> that way. But I've already, you know... He he just probably shouts at his brothers like the McPoyles do. It'd be like Ryan. <laughs> oh boy, oh, the McPoyle wedding. <laughs> uh, the Maureen Ponderosa massacre. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with Jerome Baker. Oh, that's a fist bump. Yeah, that's a straight fist bump. Yeah. Uh, oh nope! This is going crazy on me. I am having a seizure. What is happening? Jerome Baker is this bump. All right, the the ESPN website is not having it right now with uh, with me selecting the drop down menu. So uh, I just have okay full roster. Let's go back. I just want the full list because uh, we we're, we were stuck on defensive guys and. Uh, well, I'll give you a name, and I already should know your answer whether to or not. But Devonte Parker. Devont. Ooh, ooh, hold Come on. on. Yeah, hold on. Devont. Hmm. I feel like there's a lot of uh, mixed emotions there. <sighs> so, yeah, because uh, I can't picture, do it. Jay, I can't. I, I would not mess with him. Oh no, no, no. That's that's a guy. I'm not even fist bumping him. I. But... 
I mean, his, his hand this, would probably break against my jaw because he's freaking fragile. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, a lot of Dolphins would scorn. I know that. Yeah. Dolphins fans, at least. Uh, and that's why sometimes knowing who the guy is affects your your judgment, you know? I mean, you can have some guys that look perfectly huggable, but uh, let's, let's, try, let's take a look at ooh, Lynn Bowden Jr., I should add like another thing, like not messing with him at all <laughs> as another category here. May stab me if I insult him. Yeah, that guy is like, you do not look at that man's significant other in the wrong way, so to speak. Do you remember Animal House? Did you ever watch Animal House? Uh, no, I've never seen it. Oh, I can't use that joke. Yeah, well, it's not sorry. a joke, but I can't use the scenario. Damn it, Francisco. I know. Sometimes I don't watch certain movies. And I am left out of the loop. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, let's go with this guy here. Ted Car- Ooh, Ted Karras looks like he would murder me. Um, looks like he has some bodies buried underneath his floorboard. Yeah, no, I'm scorning that one. Let's see. Yeah, hey, oh my god, yeah. Like, that. that is... Yeah, Ted I mean, Karras looks like the guy whose favorite word is moist. I feel like... I don't know what to what 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 could happen to improve that photo. I don't, it, it might be the it's it's the eyes. It, really, it's no, the eyes. It's the smile. Smi- yeah, the smile. He's got the like the Joker type of smile there. Ooh, I don't know, man. I'm not probably taking... a nice guy. Watch him donate like his thousands of dollars to St. Jude's. I'm like, ah, I mean, you just want to eat their leftovers. I mean, I, I don't know if I get the bubble bundle with him, as you can see from Buffalo Wild Wings. Right there, thirty bucks. You get thirty wings and fries. So, Got to get their bone boned in though. The boneless ones are not very good. Mm. Oh, and or, I like boneless wings. I'm gonna say it right now. I admit it. I like me some boneless wings. Oh, look at that tropical! Like look, at, that's something I haven't seen forever. Tropical smoothie cafe. Mm. I frequent the trap a little bit. Ah, uh, you know, good old FIU law. Exactly. Right next door, at the gym. We all remember that. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I love that, man. Better than Panera. Mmm. Yeah, Panera's talking over, about, uh, You talking about overrated? Overrated and, and expensive. Really. Never satisfied. Yeah. No, no. I, I've the, the, Their flatbreads at a tropical smoothie were always pretty, pretty clutch in a pinch. Side note, Fred, you can Fred rank the wing sauce if you're bringing in like some of the hot ones, though. Mm-hmm. Because I tried... Uh, I've been on a spice kick lately, man. Oh, my goodness. Like, like seriously. Uh, my mouth hates me for it because if I get too spicy, then you get those little like, mouth ulcers and whatnot, but I, I can't say no to it. Yeah, no, actually, let me get myself off of Ted Karras because uh, this is not a great food conversation image to have in the background. Uh, well, you know, see. for him, it's like skin cats are probably the tastiest meat for him. <laughs> uh, Julian Davenport. Mm, I'm not giving him a hug. That's a fist bump, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's kind of he's got a very neutral like uh, creator player Madden type of face. <laughs> very neutral. Blocky man syndrome. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't know how far. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's try one more, 
and then we'll move on. I have a smaller segment I can get to before we get to the halfway point, and Andrew has still not come on yet. So, well, that's fine. We can always get to the NBA in the second half. Uh, all right, so let's go with the kicker. Why not? Uh, punter Matt Hack. Hmm. I sheesh, man. That that doesn't even look like a. Oof. I don't know. Matt Hack. All right, so let me let my thing load up because I'm a couple. All right, so Matt Hack looks like the CGI rendering of every white soldier in the Call of Duty or Medal of Honor games. <laughs> Press if you F remember Medal of Honor Frontline, it's Matt Hack. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just put a freaking helmet on him. Give him a rifle. Well, if you gave some, him red and hair some, and some World War II OP. era <laughs> uniform, and yeah, that's right. Okay. I Guy's ringtone is the Andy Griffin theme song. Is that Pee Wee's Playhouse? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Freddie. <laughs> yeah, he, we he, love you, Matt. He shaves. He shaves down that hair. You uh, add so, a little bit of that makeup. Yeah, I could see it too. All right, uh, Barry Blaston. Now look at that tropical smoothie cafe. Man, what was my favorite? Uh, uh, the Mango Magic. That was my favorite. I'm a simple man. Strawberry limeade. Mm, Okay. You know, don't sweat the technique, as they say. All right. So um, we're we're done with this. I think we got some good laughs out of that one. Very good, Freddie. Ted Karras eats children. (laughs) Andrew Van Nickel was an extra in the Maureen Ponderosa. And then we know that Hack is a Pee Wee Playhouse, uh, you know, backup. That reminds me. So uh, have you bought any of the South Park games lately? Oh, yeah, I've had Stick of Truth and uh, Fractured the butthole. other one, Fractured Butthole. Yeah, okay. and I enjoyed them I, both equally. I'm thinking of buying one of them. Which, uh, but Stick of Truth is the best one. Okay. Fractured Butthole overstays its welcome. Mm, okay. <laughs> I like my jokes. Okay, all right. So uh, just I, I saw some videos on YouTube, and there's a certain boss battle that got me laughing, the whole eating kids thing kind of reminded me oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, Stick of Truth <laughs> is just funnier and it's shorter too it's like 13 hours and then okay. um fracture butthole is about 25 and it hurts a little bit because it's turn-based at the end of the day it's yeah. one of those few turn-based rpgs that can get me invested after all this time because you know it's 2020 and man it's really you're gonna you gotta really swing it to me you know for me to play it like that yeah okay all right so uh, i got better know a minor league team let's let's try and kill some time here before the halfway point uh, of course, I just look at random on freaking Instagram or whatever, whatever team pops up. And uh, let's go with the Lexington Legends. So Lexington Legends, minor league baseball team out of Lexington, Kentucky. Do they even have a Wikipedia? They should. There we go. That's that's faster. Uh, all right. So uh, founded in 2001. I wish Andrew was here because they were formerly the uh, the Kiss Kissimmee Cobras, and that's Cobras with a K, because it was the '90s, Charles, and everything that started with a C started with a K, except right? for Charles. Yeah, because technically I was '89. If I was 1990, it'd be K H A R L E S. So, uh, I think we can all thank Mortal Kombat for that one. And prior to that, they were the Osceola Astros in 1985. Used to be in the Florida State League. And then uh, they moved on over to the South Atlantic League 
and um, still in single A, by the way. They are the affiliate of the Kansas City Royals since 2013. Used to be the Houston Astros affiliate for all that time before that. Three championships since they moved to Lexington in 01 and the last two in 2018 and 2019. I didn't see any not- notable roster or alumni on their Wikipedia here, but I'm sure some, maybe some guys on the Royals. Uh, 2015 squad, I, I don't know, possible, not sure. I'm uh, sure they, they cross paths at some point. Or maybe some guys that are up right now. Uh, Valorant, there you go. Valorant is uh, another not uh, real sponsor here. So... Play now. What is that? Is that a PC game? I would assume so. I, I think you can get it. It's a free to play or a service game. It, it um, seems like all it. consoles. I've from, seen it from Riot PS4. Games. So yeah, PC only. PC only. PC only. Right. Okay. Uh, and can we spotlight Joe Rucklick tonight? Hmm. And uh, only notable alumni, uh, Roger Clemens pitched like a game there when he was trying to make a comeback in 2006. I think when the rehab starts uh, with the Astros. Uh, bit of trivia right now. They're in danger of being cut because Rob Manfred hates good things and nice things. So they're one of the teams that they would remove and, and try to make minor league baseball smaller all across the board. They play at Whitaker Bank Ballpark in Lexington, Kentucky. They opened in 2001. And... Capacity was 6,994, and I didn't see anything significant that happened at their ballpark. So, yeah, that's the Lexington Legends. So that got that got us over the one-hour mark. That's cool. So let's let's head on over. I guess Andrew's still not here, but we'll 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 get on it. Word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you. Uh, it's not just about Valorant or or the other two. I forgot the other two. Uh, Ever tried and yeah. oh, you're good. They got the first and one. Uh, Minoria. Oh, you are good. All I, right. I'm a good hype man. Yeah. Terrible at explaining what I want to do with my life. Fantastic hype person, gentlemen. Mm, indeed. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start. Why not? I, I guess I've had food on the brain because it was my birthday weekend. Ooh. Um, I wait, guess. Wait, wait, you know, happy belated birthday. Yeah. You know, I, I know I said happy Me birthday, too. but for the loyalist out there, you know, comrades, you know, comrade Francisco, old man now. Nah, don't call me a comrade. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Yeah, very bad. I know we have a lot of Russian viewers, but nah. um, so uh, uh, it's not a registered vote, by the way. Uh, all right. So about all full circle. Um, what was it? Yeah, so birthday weekend, I've eaten way more than I should have, which is to be expected. I uh, I did three miles today to punish myself accordingly. Nice. Um, I've only had one meal today. That was Taco Bell. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, the the, the my, my go to the two chalupas and the the the, the hard hard shell combo. So uh, I know the amount of calories in them. I can control it, and it's basically the one meal I can have per day because it's actually a lot for one meal. So it kind of it, it, it's great in a pinch. Uh, I always get chicken, and uh, it's low in calories from that. So it's basically I can just have that, and that's my thing for the day. So 
Uh, and I can just have like a banana or something at night if I'm starving. But that's not even my non-sponsor. Gosh darn it, I just got off on Taco Bell. No, Charles, my, my non-sponsor is Miami Grill. It used to be called Miami, Miami Subs Grill. Miami, it used to be Miami Subs Grill, but they're officially Miami Grill. I'm not good with this kind of change. Yeah, you didn't when know. They, yeah, no, they, they changed their name. They changed their name. They changed their logo. I mean, we all remember the, the this one, and they kept calling it the new Miami Subs Grill. I mean, that, that, it was always <laughs> they always kept calling it that. Of course, they had the you know the Miami Arena esque script on there. Subs Grill, the palm trees and the the uh, the the teal and pink, and it's been a staple down here in South Florida. That's for sure. Can find See, it. When I when I lived in West Palm, I would have it frequently. And then I moved up north. Are you? Find they it. have a crispy chicken sandwich. That is brand yes. new. Oh, that looks good. By Kentucky, by Louisiana. Hello, Florida. Oh, well then. I did not know this Miami Grill. Side note: We have a uh, we have liftoff on a certain man joining us, and he came at the right time. Mm. Are you here, Andrew? No. Can you hear me? Ah, yes. We're we're non-sponsors. Francisco and I are unearthing some things. Yes. So Miami, Miami, well, preview the the restaurant formerly known as Miami Subs Grill has a chicken sandwich now, a crispy chicken sandwich, and I might have to partake sometime later this week. But you uh, know, fun fact about Miami Grill. Yeah. Um. Kamar Aiken, who's a UCF alum, who's from Miami. Um, where in Miami is he from? I just want to look that up really quick. Um, Kamar Aiken, Hollywood. He's from Hollywood, went to Chaminade Madonna College Prep. Um, he is opening the first Miami Grill in Orlando. Ah. It is the it is the site of a former Perkins on Orange Blossom Trail, which you guys keep talking, and I'll find out exactly where that is. So I'll know. I'm going to check out that place when I go back up there next time. Nice. Uh, look, Miami Grill. It's amazing that people don't hype it up as much down here. I, I don't really hear it as much. It's really good. Like it's it's like it's it's um. It's stellar. Yeah, it's it's stellar, but it's not like it, it's something that you don't hear about it too much. They don't overhype themselves, to be honest. But they're still there. They're always like there, there's the one here in Hialeah that's you know it's it's been there forever. There's one in West Palm Beach that I know has been there forever that I remember ordering from. Their it, platters are excellent. Oh, the platters are fantastic. I, I have the I love the the gyro platter. Great. Uh, they have good wings. They have good fries. Uh, their burgers are very underrated. If I have to, like, if if I have to be honest with you guys, I had their burgers. That's why I'm talking about this. I ordered one of their burgers. I don't order burgers from Wendy's or Burger King or McDonald's. I don't order that stuff. But I'm like, because eh, I, I just I just don't deal with it no more. Uh, so I'm like, but I know Miami subs. They're not really fast food per se. They're like I don't know what you would call it. Is the term I've heard the term thrown around fast, fast casual. casual. Yeah, there you go, fast casual. So or, I would I would call for them the that. for the 
for the Gen Zers, the Zoomers, mm. fast cash. Yeah, so, so it's the quickie of fast food? <laughs> or no. Uh... It's, it's, the, um, it's the Robert Kraft uh, Oriental Spa of... <laughs> Uh, so you're paying for something you could do yourself gotcha mm. so <laughs> so i mean look are they, and the food is as you see it so it's not like you're you're getting uh of course they gussy it up for here but you still it, it looks like that when you get it too so that's kind of the surprising I, thing they're um, fries man if i remember correctly and they have two different styles they have the regular seasoned fries and they have the crinkle cut which mm. you don't see very often actually um, I, I, so I, I've had both their, both styles, the crinkle cut and the season. The season's pretty good. Uh, the gyros are great. They, they're one of the few places fast casual I know makes gyros aside from Arby's. But I had last time I had it from Arby's, uh, things didn't work out too well. That, for that, I, I love me some Arby's, but that is not a gyro. Yeah, no, no, no. That's uh, just a meat wrap at best. Uh, I'm not a cheesesteak guy, but they got them there. Uh, the gyro platter is fantastic. They got the regular gyro, uh, or gyro, as you want to call it. You guys are killing me. <laughs> yeah, no, not, fr- fr- I, I don't know fr- exactly how it's pronounced, but it sure as hell isn't a gyro. Well, uh, yeah, Freddie's already got the the uh, the thing up there too. I'm sure it's killing him too. Uh, I, I think heard, it's, I've heard it's like gyro or I think it's gyro, like gyro or gyro or but it, what whatever it is, it ain't gyro. This well, looks like an attack on the Hispanics, Francisco well, and I. Well, Jonas jo- couldn't get out of the second round, so we're gonna call it whatever the hell we want. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, Fair they got play. a Beyond Burger. I got to try that out, to be honest. I've, I've, I've been a connoisseur of the fake meats as well. So I, uh, I'll tell you which ones are the good ones. The Burger King one's not that bad. Uh, the wings, great. They got the boneless as well, Charles. Um, yeah. Uh, you know who makes surprisingly good ones? Checkers. Parm. Did not know that Ooh. either. Ooh, a good meatball parm, man. Even at that fast casual. Mm. I can mess with that. I get that crispy that. chicken sandwich did not know about that. They have tuna. They're one of the few places that I know that serves tuna. Uh, so, and I've tried the tuna. It's pretty good too. Uh, chicken pita is great. Uh, they got salads if you're into that too. Seafood. They got the shrimps and the fish and the whatnots. I had the fish and chips last time. It was more. The batter was. It was more batter than fish, <laughs> which I guess some people will like, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Breakfast? Holy, did not know they had breakfast. They, they're like, it's a pretty good one-stop shop, to be honest. And it's it's surprisingly very good. They have hot dogs. There's the crinkle cut fries. It's, look, they got everything. They got yellow rice. You, you Whatever the hell you want, they got it. And it's great, man. They got Nathan's hot dogs. Just Miami Subs Grill, man. Just a, a staple down here in, in Florida. Uh, what? Where else do they have them? I think they have like there might be a couple out of state. There might be. Not not entirely sure. Uh, let's see. Do they have the? They have the map here. And Andrew just mentioned that they're gonna have one in Orlando. Uh, they should Why have. Can we have one in Dan Martin County? Should have in Martin. Yeah. What? Let's see. You're in Martin County. Ooh. Yeah, the closest one to you, Charles. West Palm. North, North Lake. Lake Park. Oh, area. now they're North Lake? Yeah. yeah, North Lake. And, of course, the aforementioned West Palm one that I uh, ate at. 
bunch of times. Uh, Lake Worth, all that stuff. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, I cannot find that. Sheesh, man. All right. Uh, Cutler Bay. They, they got Daytona temporarily closed. I guess the Varus got them, I guess. Uh, Sunrise. Yeah, pretty much just Florida. <clears throat> Jacksonville goes all the way up to Jacksonville. I guess they skipped you, Charles. That, uh, or you uh, stop being an attorney and you open up your Miami Grill franchise. I could. I could. You know, they need a little luster in life. A lot of people would be like, oh, it's so exotic. Freddy's got one. Well, then. You post that up, Freddy. Let us know. Three Floyd's Laser Snake. Ooh. Okay, hold on. I got to look that up. Interact. Here we go. Three Floyds, Lee Floyds Brewing Company. Are you 21 plus? Are we all 21 plus, guys? Yep. So. All right. Hopefully, this is not porn. Uh, <laughs> all right. Laser Snake is a good old fashioned Indiana Pale Ale. Ooh. Special. Bavarian hops and Indiana malt give Laser Snake its smooth non-filtered appeal to all craft beer and macro enthusiasts now there you go Ooh, i got that like the oh psychedelic freaking laser snake look at that got a cobra we're just talking about the Kissimmee cobras oh yeah andrew have you ever heard of that team the Kissimmee cobras yeah Mm. it was it, I, I just mentioned it in the Better Know Minor League team. They were a Florida State League franchise uh, pre-2000, like 2000. I'm looking them up, 85 to 2000. That's just a little bit before my time. Okay, then. Yeah, well, they had K in their name, so they used to be the Osceola Astros. It, it's tail with a goddamn lightsaber. Holy shoes. Can we see the whole bottle? I, yeah, I see the lightsaber there, but, man, oh. Man, that, that reminds me of uh, frickin' the laser shows at the frickin' Planetarium. <laughs> that's basically, I'm sure that's the inspiration behind the art. Look at that. Uh, I'm, uh, let's see. Probably to, I'm sure you could find a way to to import it from someplace. I'm sure they got it someplace online. Oh, they actually have... Oh, wait. They have their own cart here. So... Interesting. Curbside pickup, grow, be okay. I got a bunch of other stuff here. Oh, okay then. So, let's see. All right, so. Laser snake. It reminds me of a uh, major laser a little bit too. Oh, look at that. You guys see this beauty on the screen here? That that is a kaiju. Yeah. That is a straight kaiju. It's like a dildo gun. <laughs> that, like I could imagine that in one of the the Godzilla movies. Like like the legit ones, the Japanese ones. It's like, oh, Godzilla versus Laser Snake. Oh, here comes Rodan and 
and King Ghidorah and just a bunch of like at the, he belongs there. Space Godzilla. All right. Well, thank you, Freddy. Look at that. Y'all want some pretty freaking gnarly beer, especially for graphic design. You get that one. All right, who wants to go next? Well, Andrew stepped out for two minutes, so I'll pop into it. Mm. So, last week, it was a game. We said Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and that was for the child in me. But this week, it's going to be for the man in me. Because, you know, I like things. I like scotch. I like muscle building. I like a little blood. And I like violent video games, damn it, sometimes, when it's good, gratuitous violence. But you know what I also love? I love the way the samurai... Francisco, oh, I, I love I love oh, having principles and philosophies and discipline, and this mm. particular game has made me kind of reawaken certain aspects about my body, and my mind, and my soul. I listened to the Book of the Five Rings by Miyamoto Mushushi, Musashi. Mm. I found my katana. If I had the hair to do it, I would get the little ponytail. I'll talk like this all the time. <laughs> But I've been having a damn blast with this game. Ghost of Tsushima. It is really Japanese Far Cry. But damn do I love it. Long story short, you're a Jin Sakai. You're fighting Mongols against Koton Khan. But supposedly Kublai Khan's cousin. I'm like, crap, you know, me, history guy, doesn't really remember that happening. Because it's not real. But it's a game. It's all about imagination and immersion. And damn, does it feel good to be a gangster? I love doing standoffs. The game's beautiful. I love being on my horse, horseback riding, looking through, seeing some Mongols or some Japanese uh, bandits, and then I just go into stand-up and go, fight me! And I'm like, alright, and we're going to haul off, and then just slicing some dudes up. The, you know, the stealth missions, they're okay, but I don't go stealth in something like this. If I got five guys going against me, I'm like, well, there's not enough guys for you here. I feel like uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper And was it They Live? I am here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And that's how I feel about Ghost of Tsushima. I am here to find my honor. Prince Zuko finally finished Avatar. And kick ass. And I'm all out of honor. Because the whole story is good. Because you're losing yourself as you're giving up the, the way of the samurai to kind of bring down these Mongols. And I'm like, yeah, I probably popped in about 15 hours on it. And I just started Act 2. It's gorgeous. It's a good kind of combat. There's a grappling hook in there for what it is, even though I definitely know Samurai didn't use it. But it's unique because you don't see these kind of games being made in a world where everybody is, you know, basically busting the left nut on the idea of, oh, I can play uh, Call of Duty Alpha for the Cold War, Cold War Alpha mode. Hmm. I'm here. Just be on my little horsey. And there's something about horsies that speak to me because I was the same way about Red Dead Redemption. I was a cowboy. For such a long time. Now I'm a samurai. I love it. In November, I will be Spider-Man once again because Spider-Man Miles Morales is coming out and I'm interested in that. Don't get why you're going to make a launch day with the PS4 and the PS5 because now I have no incentive to get the PS5 but that's a story for a different day. Yeah. But I'm, I'm in love with it. The game's supposedly... It's too long. It's too big. But you know what? Mom ain't raised no punk and I will play the hours on end of it because the difference between this and probably the next 50, 60 hour game that's out there, not naming Breath of the Wild is the fact that I'm going to literally enjoy it, unlike you, Far Cry 4. Or not Far Cry 4, Fallout 4. Um, but it's good, man. It's a lot of fun. All, all smart assery aside, get it for Christmas. 
get for her birthday. I got it for like five bucks because you know I trade and everything. Um, it's different, it's unique, good combat, good characters. I like it a lot. Promo code. You didn't do promo code for Miami subs. Oh, um, yeah. pro, you know, promo code Samurai. Uh, I'll just say Dolly. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think Pitbull is like a minority owner. I'm sure he has like a stake in it. I think he does. Which is not surprising. It, really. I mean, the man is Mr. 305, so. Mm. Andrew, I got to give him respect on that. Is he here? Did he step out? Yeah. You he, said. He's... Said two minutes. Uh, well, I mean, we... if that's the case, I can get something knocked out of the way. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. Player, remember to forget. Uh, I just I went on Pro Football Reference, <laughs> and I just picked the first face that I didn't recognize on the screen, and that's that's how I go about this all the time. Go on one of the reference websites and and figure it out. So uh, my my uh, forgotten player is gosh man i think it's oh yeah there we go uh, god i hope i spell his name right how many different spellings of isaiah are there man there's like a bunch of them I you're right. i can barely spell my own last name so you're having a hard time all right so we're that. doing isaiah burst i remember isaiah burst yeah well, yeah he's a tight end right wide receiver wide receiver you don't remember that well then uh wide Mom. receiver fresno state Played 21 games in the NFL, wore number 19, and number 89. Played for the Denver Broncos and the San Diego Chargers. Uh, has never registered a touchdown, 307 yards, 44 re um, receptions, and uh, that's it. So I, I think he has a the NFL Charles Burst. Never mind. What happened? Is he related to Charles Burst? Uh, let's see. They usually say whether they're related to somebody here or not. Not sure. I don't see it. I didn't see it on his Wikipedia page. That's for sure. I'm well, back again. Yeah. Welcome nope, back. Nope. Nope. Different. Different people. Oh, interesting. Not a very common last name, or at least to my knowledge. Uh, so that's uh, that's it. So, uh, Isaiah Burst. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can yes. hear you, dude. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Do you want to do a non-sponsor, Andrew? Sure, I'll do one real quick. That's um, my non-sponsor is Culver's. Ooh, uh, I see. What was your uh, What was your non-sponsor, Charles? Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, I was. I'm, that's kind of bum bumming because I was hoping we could go for the food trifecta. <laughs> well, damn. I don't know what what did I Taco Bell. There you go. We were talking about it. I love it. My yeah. stack of for you. But Culver's, continue. Uh, Culver's is, I don't know where it's based out of, but uh, they're like down here in the friend? southeast now in Florida, and they're actually quite good. Um, I think oh, they're based that. out of... They got 67 locations in Florida. And 121 uh, in Illinois, so I would assume they're out of bit. Oh, and 141 in Michigan. I think they're out of Wisconsin. Because oh, they're, West, they're Wisconsin, sorry, but Michigan's 72. Uh, you guys are wrong. Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Yeah. Because I think they use a lot of Wisconsin cheese in their mm -hmm. products. Um, Very Midwesty, right here. So, I mean, they have good burgers. They're very good. 
Um, I haven't tried their chicken or their fish uh, options yet, but I assume if they're anywhere as good as the burgers, then they would be good. Uh, they're they're best known, I think, for their cheese, cause Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, first off, they have very good milkshakes. Milkshakes. See, that's are very good. that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm, uh, that that's what's and drawing the attention for me. Do they bring all the boys to the yard? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> yeah, they're custard. They would bring all the boys to the yard and keep them there for a while because the. The milkshakes are damn near impossible to drink initially. Yeah, they got concrete mixer. That's what they call it here. Sheesh. Exactly, because when you first get them, it is damn near impossible to actually drink so, the thing. So, so it's like the extreme of the um, uh, Dairy Queen blizzards. Right. Like, Francisco, remember when you and I got milkshakes at PDQ way back when in the before times? Yes. Yeah, thicker than that. Well, I mean, PDQ wasn't that thick. It was pretty, but but I see which. If it's thicker than what Dairy Queen has, then dear lord, we're we're talking like Dairy Queen level thickness. Thicker than a snicker. Thick with two C's. Exactly. I got I got two T Pain references in there, you guys Ooh. from Wisconsin, and that sounds very Look proud. That, Side that note: fish uh, chips Old Job there. Derby update. Yes. We might be going for number seven mm. if he survives one other inning, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, but their big thing that I think is really underrated or rated, I don't know. I haven't met anyone outside of my family that has had Culver's. Uh, Culver's. But they have cheese curds that are yeah, absolutely delicious. Now, the best i'm not sure if you guys know what a cheese curd is but it's like a little ball of cheese mm. um but these are different they're like little uh mozzarella sticks man oh i am hungry now they're they're like teeny tiny little mozzarella sticks and damn they are good uh, I don't know what kind of cheese it is, but it's not mozzarella, but who the hell cares? Because it is one thing, and that is delicious. And I would highly recommend it. They have, as a matter of fact, my dear uh, Charles, they have one up in Martin County. I've had it before. I've, I don't remember what I ate, though. I know I had the custard, and I thought the custard was decent. So, yeah, I see it here. Uh, I guess the Floridian ones. You got one in Margate, Lake Park, Jupiter, Naples, Jensen Beach, Stewart. Uh, a few Naples locations here. Bonita Springs and Port St. Lucie. So not really, I mean, what, uh, South Florida? I mean, she's, the, the one in Lake Park is probably the, oh, and Margate, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, there's none in Miami-Dade. I probably traded Miami subs for it though. Mm. Either way, I'm very interested in that uh, dessert selection that they have. Mm. You can never go wrong. It's so weird, but you can never go wrong with fast food uh, sweetness. No matter where I go, I always love it. Can you though? I'm trying to think of one that's gone horribly wrong for me. 
Well, just because your bloodline is weak and you can't digest dairy does not mean... <laughs> I'm just thinking of one that, like, they might have uh, used the milk. They might have tried to stretch out that expiration date on the milk a little too long. It might be a McDonald's shake or something that I had. Maybe. Well, hmm. Well, I know that one that went through me like a frickin' rocket was uh, Burger Fies Red Velvet Milkshake. But that was, that was worth, that was worth the trip to the toilet. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, so, yeah, this looks good, man. I've, I've never had it. And it's not in South Florida, so I guess that's the reason why. Interesting. Uh, the fish and chips really got me, though, man. I love fish and chips, man. That looks good. That cod, oof. That is... Uh, I, I'm all about fast food and fast casual fish. A lot of people think it's a little gamey, but I'm all up for it, man. I, I'm Can willing you trust to take the fast food fish. Huh? Can you trust fast food fish? I've never had it. Oh, I, I trust it. Sometimes you, you might uh, you might lose a game or two, but most of the time I'm I'm willing to 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 take the plunge for sure. Well, thank you, Andrew, for this one. Not a problem. Promo code? Hmm? No. Can't think of one? Say again? You can't think of a promo code? Oh, sorry. Ooh, uh, promo pork. code oh. cheese curds. Oh, look at that pulled pork right there. That looks good. All right. Very good. Hardy soups? They got soup? This is this is this is wonderful. All right then. So let's let's head on back to the main segment. Well, Andrew, you're here. Have you guys discussed NFL yet? Yes, we did. We Damn. went. We did the. But we not did, college. We did the Fred Rank. We did all that stuff. But we haven't discussed college. We haven't discussed basketball. We haven't discussed hockey, Andrew. All right, what do you want to start with? Let's go with hockey because I have it here in front of me, and uh, we can get through it quickly. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Don't worry. I know you are on pins and needles uh, with with the way it's gone so far. Uh, mm. You might want to check a doctor after the series is over. Um, but uh, NHL Awards came out uh, this week. So uh, let's let's run through them. MVP, the Hart Memorial Trophy winner, Leon Dreisaitl from the Edmonton Oilers. Not surprised in the least. No, no, he just this was like he's had like we've seen this coming for for Dreisaitl, but this season was truly his like his his rise to, to I guess superstardom in a sense right there equal alongside Connor McDavid. They're just the, the two pillars for the Oilers, even though they have nothing else around them. <laughs> and that's why they can't do shit in the playoffs. Yeah, and they don't have a goaltender. They, 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 it's just... Watch them. I don't know if Anton Kudobin is uh, up for a contract after this season. I have to check, but watch him like, sign him. and I, I don't know. But anyways... Uh, Dreisaitl, MVP. He also won the uh, the Ted Lindsay Award as well as the most outstanding player, according to the 
NHLPA. So he another thing to add to his uh, trophy case. The Calder, the Calder um, trophy goes to Kale McCarr from the Colorado Avalanche. I think a lot of people saw this one coming too. So rookie of the year, fifty points in fifty-seven games, Andrew, as a defenseman. Wait, how many? Fifty points in fifty-seven games as a, as a defenseman, as a rookie defenseman. Good lord. Yeah. So uh, Charles. Uh, yeah. I guess. Maybe alongside goaltender, defensemen in the NHL probably take the most time to develop. So when you get one out of the gate that has a fantastic rookie season, it's just it um it, it's great. It, it's like it's a it's a incredibly pleasant surprise for for um, for NHL teams. Uh, the, the Panthers got that with Aaron Ekblad. Of course, he was the number one pick. And he did, he won the Rookie of the Year his first season. He's a good defensive now. He's uh, he's, he's um, making strides. But uh, Kale McCarr with the Avalanche, who are already a great team that hasn't broken through yet. We'll see if they'll actually do something next season. Uh, but uh, another, another victory for Joe Sackick. Uh, he's... He's one of the few former players that were great that is doing well as an executive. He's the GM of the Avalanche. And he's got them back to uh, relevancy, back to contention. They just haven't found a way to uh, to break through the glass. But that's another piece to the Avalanche's puzzle. So we'll see what, what they can do there. The Vesna Trophy winner, Andrew. Uh, Connor Hellebuck. I mean, I, I can't really say. Um, I mean, so, I haven't really looked at his stats, but so, I mean, when he saw, it was between him and Tuka Rask for the the Vesta Trophy as best goaltender. Rask has a great team in front of him, the Boston Bruins, but uh, I guess kind of like. Like Felix Hernandez when he won the uh, the Cy Young with the Mariners, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like he's he's so he was so good that season despite his terrible team around him. Yeah. And the same thing happened here for Car- uh, for Hellebuck and uh, and the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets have probably one of the bottom five worst defenses this season. You saw it in the uh, in the play in round. Uh, and you saw the way he played. He was he played 58 games before the uh, the season uh, was put on hold. He played more games than than Rask as well, so he had a uh, a, a bigger workload. 9.22 save percentage. Uh, uh, Rask was higher, but once again, workload and a 2.57 goals against average, which you you would think, okay, that's good. He's he's only allowing two and a half goals per game, and Rask had a lower one as well. But if you're doing that in front of a horrible defense, then fan, he's just great. He's just great. So if he had a even a average defense in front of him, that would have been like at a two or or, or below, possibly. So uh, I I'm good on the NHL. Um, 
uh, the Professional Writers Association of Hockey, Professional Hockey Writers Association, uh, for for recognizing that, for not just going on the normal stats. They they looked at some of the the analytics as well, uh, because I think he, w one of the things that was um, kind of um, glaring about Hellebuck was uh, the the um, the dangerous socks, the, the, the dangerous shots, the high risk shots. He was stopping more of them than any goaltender in the NHL. So he kept the Jets in games with his presence alone, right there and then. So there you go there. And then you had the Norris Trophy winner, uh, Roman Yossi, Nashville Predators, um, first Swiss ever to win an NHL award. Uh, the same thing for uh, Leon Draisaitl, first ever German MVP. So we've got some some new international award winners here. So congrats to Switzerland and Germany for uh, birthing some great hockey players this season. Now on to the Stanley Cup Finals. Game two happened, Andrew. Well, game one and two happened over the past week, and. Uh, a thing that you noted towards the end of game one you liked the way the Lightning were playing despite the fact that the Stars ultimately won the game and that kind of showed up in the first period because that was all the Lightning needed to win the game mm -hmm. in game two uh, the Stars of course did their push they were not going to back down even 3 nothing. Uh, we all know that leads in the NHL disappear very quickly if you're not careful. And the Lightning withstood the onslaught from Dallas at the end. So, uh, how are you feeling, man? After two games? Well, I first want to say that I'm glad that my my hockey analysis is still there. Um, you know, I haven't really had to analyze hockey that much. Uh, it's mostly, you know, college football, so I'm glad that I'm able to pick up on things still, so yay me. Um, you know, like you said, the, the lightning start in period one of, uh, of game two couldn't have gone any better. Um, <clears throat> a big problem that the lightning had was their power play was abysmal. Uh, for for uh, game for the beginning of this series as well as the Islander series. Um, looking, on I had it here for a second. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so prior to this game, or so yeah, so prior to this game, we were 0 for 14 for our last 14 power plays. And look, I get it. Power plays, it's a, it's a relatively low conversion rate. It's like, at best, you're looking at 25%. Uh, but 0, and f 0 for 15 is insane. And I get part of that is because Steven Stamkos has been injured. Uh, he Stamkos's office, quote-unquote, is the... Um, and just to... Just to clue uh, Charles in, a office is an area where a player will set up that they have a lot of success on shots. 
Uh, like, for example, Gretzky's office was the area directly behind the net. Um, Alexander Ovechkin is is the is the left faceoff circle. So is Steven Stamkos, especially on the power play. Um, what'll happen is the team will since Stamkos is a right-handed shot, so his back is toward the boards, meaning that he just has a clear sh the pass will come straight to his wheelhouse and he shoots. Uh, it would be the same thing for a left-handed, or a right-handed shot is uh, left hand is on top, right hand is toward the bottom of the stick. Do you follow? Yes. Um, so what will happen is the team, when Stamkos is healthy and on the power play, they'll kind of lull the team into a sense of security over on the other side of the ice. And then when a defender is getting too far away... Someone will just pass across the ice to Stamkos. He'll fire a one-time shot. Bam, it's in the net. Uh, without fail. He's deadly on that shot. Um, unfortunately, without Stamkos, that has been kind of an issue. And But like I said, we are 0 for 15 uh, in game one of... Um, Oh, so, sorry, sorry. So we were 0 for 14 going into game two. That uh, goes way back into the Islander series. Um, our first power play in game two was also a was also no dice, but then they converted on the next two power play attempts, and that was we had those two goals plus we had a an even strength goal from uh, Shattenkirk. So, just like that, we were we were playing lightning hockey. They were. I'm going to start uh, try and stop saying we and try and t come at it from a neutral point of view. So, lightning, we're playing lightning hockey. Like I said, la uh, like I said before, if the lightning played the way that they did in per in the third period of game one, they would be fine, and that's exactly what they did. The problem started in period two. Just as the Dallas Stars were pretty undisciplined in the first period, hence three power plays resulting in two goals, the Lightning were a bit undisciplined in the second period. And I will fully admit, uh, some of those calls were unwarranted, and the Stars, especially Corey Perry, were getting away with a lot of shit. Um... I, I, I don't like to say that refs give makeup calls, but that's kind of the way it felt because all the penalties happened to the Stars in the first period. All the penalties happened to the Lightning in the second period. Um, so that's where they got... I forget how many goals. They got at least one goal in the second period. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think they got one goal in the second period, yeah, then they got another goal, in the third. I think, midway through the third period, yep. which is when my heart started to race. Um, and unfortunately, a fourth Tampa goal was uh, called back because of an offsides, which, son of a motherless goat. It was uh, the right call. But... It, no, absolutely. It was absolutely the right call. I, I'm not doubting that. I'm not so much of a homer that I won't say, ah, oh, that's bullshit. It was totally the correct call. 
The problem is that is the second time in the playoffs that the Lightning have had a goal waved off because the player was offside. Maybe it's the third time. Yeah, I think it was the third time. Yeah, I think it's been three times that a goal has been uh, has been uh, disallowed because we were offside. Um, one of them he just couldn't help because it was in the second period, so it was a long change. Oh, um, rewinding. Uh, Charles, a puck is offside in hockey when a player enters the offensive zone before the puck. Um, so usually it'll be like, uh, you know, a guy just gets into the zone a little bit too early, uh, and then the puck comes in after him, and then it's offside. Now the key, though, is if the player has any part of their... I don't think the stick counts, but if it's any part of their body is touching the blue line, then they're considered onside. So if the guy has like a tiny bit of the steel of his skate on the blue line and the rest of it is way over the line, he's still onside. Um, so in so yeah, so there have been three times in these playoffs that. Uh, that the Bolts have had goals waved off, uh, waved off due to offside, which was pointed out to me that there have been more goals waved, uh, waved off this off this postseason than the second line has goals. Yikes. So, the big thing, the Lightning showed that perhaps game one was a fluke. We don't know. This is going to be a long, long series. Um... Dallas, especially Anton Hudobin, are are there are the real deal. They're in the Stanley Cup file for a reason. And I do think though that the Lightning, if they keep playing the way they did in period three of game one, period one of game two, and to some extent period three of game two, uh, because they were able to hold on, Vasilevsky was was standing in there. Um, the key is they just have to stay out of the penalty box. And I know that the refs are a bit, a bit, a little bit iffy at times. Um, they'll call very weak calls, and they'll let other calls, uh, let other calls go, even though they're just blatantly obvious. But a lot of these, a lot of the penalties came from just what they would call extracurricular activities, which is where. You know, they're shoving each other, punching each other after the play. Dallas is a very physical team, and they're trying to draw the Lightning into physical battles like that. And unfortunately, it's kind of like the, like what people would always tell me is, you know, don't be the, the person who punches first is never going to be the one in trouble. It's always the person that punches back, which is true. In all these, in most of these instances, it's the Lightning that get dinged and given the penalty, even though it was Dallas that started it, or the Lightning are being preemptive. I don't know, but if the Bolts are absolutely dominating in five-on-five -five play, it's where they get down. That's where the issues come. So the Lightning have to be very clean with their play very disciplined and if they can then they have a good chance of continuing to win games um, 
But again, Dallas is absolutely killing it on the power play. So that would be, I guess, my key is for the Lightning, just stay disciplined. Okay. All right. So that's our hockey talk for now. Hmm. Any Do you have any questions, uh, Charles? Um, well, what do you think is, now that you're 1-1, what do you think the Lightning need to do, aside from playing the Lightning, you know, strategy, or the way you, your Lightning team, whatever you called it, um, it's kind of say, it's hard to say, like, Lightning Ball, because there's no ball, but, like, you know, Titan Ball, yeah, we know that, but what do you feel is the precaution, or what is your, just be honest, what's your hopes of thinking that you're going to win the Stanley Cup, and then what are you going to do if you lose and cry? Um... I mean, I guess I'll answer. Uh, I hope I'm not jinxing myself or anything. Um, I mean, I know that I would uh, probably go out onto my porch and douse myself with cheer wine if we won the Stanley Cup, uh, and you know, try and replicate you know, like the champagne in a locker room because I've been waiting for this since 2008. Uh, when I officially became a fan, uh, there have been so many close calls. There was 2011 where, god damn you, Tim Thomas, we were a goal stick paddle away from tying Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially going to the Stanley Cup Final. Alas, Tim Thomas came across... Uh, came up with an absolutely magnificent save, um, leading them to the Stanley Cup Finals, and then eventually leading the Bruins to a Stanley Cup victory in 2011, causing tons of damage due to riots in Vancouver. Um, then you have 2015, when we did make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, but we lost to Chicago in pretty convincing fashion. Then 2018 where we had a pretty good lead on Washington, ended up giving that away. They would go on to win the Stanley Cup. Um, and then, of course, last year. Um, so I've, I've, and I'll, I'll tell this story another time, but I've been an Orlampa fan since 2008. Uh, so I've waited... I've waited a long time to be able to touch Stanley, Lord Stanley's Cup because there's a superstition that you're not allowed to, allowed to touch the Stanley Cup unless you've won it. And I know that's a superstition for the players mainly, but me being a superstitious person when it comes to sports... I kind of go with the same thing. Like, I grow a playoff beard. Um, you know, I always wear a lightning hat when we're playing. Uh, I refuse to, in any sport, I refuse to wear uh, the other team's colors uh, if we're playing them that week. Um, even if it's just like a shirt or whatever and it doesn't have their logo, it's like I won't wear green for this entire Stanley Cup series. Uh, I just refuse to. Um, so that would be another one is I would 
when when I see the Stanley Cup and I imagine it'll come to the Bay Area at some point, like it normally does with whatever team wins, I would go up and give Stanley a big hug. And if we lose, yep. I'll live with it, I guess. It would suck. Uh, this is... I don't want to say this is the end of our window of contention. It, it by far is not. Uh, as long as we have you know, Steven Stamkos, Andre Vasilevsky. If we have our core intact, we're still dangerous. But we're going to be losing a lot of players uh, because we are nearing cap hell. Um, and also with the expansion draft, we are destined to lose at least, I think, two or three players. Um, I already have my ideas on which ones could be on the, uh, could be on the block. Um... But, you know, this is, if we can win this year, then this this building that started with Steve Eiserman way back when, it'll be a success. And I'm, I'm hoping that that success will come and I can be happy and officially say that I've been, my team as a fan has won the Stanley Cup. Because I wasn't a fan in 2004 when they won their first. So let me ask you one more follow-up to it. Sure. You are so close to... There's a possibility, the strongest possibility, for the first time in your fandom, maybe, of a triple Tampa title town. How's that feel? <laughs> How's that feel? Sports journalism here. Because I... I would give like both testicles and <laughs> my ring fingers to have Yanks get it, Titans get it, and Heat get it. And I'm kind of there. You know, I'm, I'm like cautiously, you know, guys got to understand that, you know, Yankees in the playoffs, Heat's in the Eastern Conference Finals, Tennessee's 2-0. I'm like, what, Jesus? Like, I didn't know it feels like one of those kind of time-traveling things about to find out some truth that I didn't know about, but now it's about to happen. I'm going to wake up with just an airless sack. But um, worth the price of admission. So, how do you feel about a triple Tampa title coming in? Well, I will say that I am not a full Tampa fan. Sure, uh, you are Lampa. Uh, because strangely enough, I am not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Although, if the Jaguars keep pulling the shit that they've been, and I'm not saying losing and whatnot, it's the the whole I I won't ditch a team because it's losing. That that's not my style. But the whole thing with Shad Khan and Tom Coughlin and all that jazz. I forget if Coughlin's still there or if he retired. No, he's not. They fired him. He fired. Okay. But that whole thing that was going on with like the docking players' pay because they were getting health and people were getting staph infections and that like that goes beyond just a team sucking that's starting to get into like real shady shit and that I am no bueno with um, you know I at one point I I don't have as much ties to the NFL, which is why I'm not so die-hard like I am in, you know, for the Lightning, NHL, or the Rays, MLB. Um, but, 
you know, it'd be great. I consider Tampa to be kind of like a like a number two or number three team. Um, but if so, I'll just stick with the two t- Tampa teams that I'm a fan of. If the Lightning and the Rays won their respective championships, holy moly, I would. I don't know what I would do. I I just I I couldn't I can't comprehend of such amazingness. You buy a lotto ticket. That's what you do. <laughs> Damn right I would. I it's yeah I I I, I couldn't even see, I couldn't even imagine that. Let's see. So all right. So let's uh, have any of us had. And the closest I've had, I guess, 2013, the Heat won, and then the Seminoles won national championship. That's like the only time I had like two. But everything else has been individual. You had the Heat in 2012, 2006, the Marlins in 03. Yeah, I never had two. Yeah, you're a Yankees fan. That's, <laughs> usually that's like the, the bare minimum, the one. Okay. I mean... Probably the only city that has been experiencing that a lot recently would have to be Boston. Boo. We don't speak of such Bostonets right here. Bostonians. Alright, the Heat. It's 2-1, Charles. That's yeah. a good segue. Well, yeah, let's, let's go into it. 2-1. Uh, Mr. Butler. Mr. James the Butler. The slow starts, as always. And he, he says uh, you can't you, you get tired of it, and you know when Daddy talks, you better listen because if not, you can get the belt. Yeah, you know, and we we have that nickname for him because he is Alfred Pennyworth. He's the Butler because he's worth every penny. Mm. For my Batman fans celebrating Batman Day, bringing it all together, um, loving the series. I mean. When it, even when it's your team, you still want enjoyable playoff basketball because there's nothing more boring than people sweeping through each team and each conference or each division. That's why the Golden State Warriors, when they did win, it was kind of like at the first time it was cool, but then you're like, oh, God, let it be over because all they did was just slaughter the masses. And slaughter the, um, the Cavs. But... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, it's you can't win either way, right? Um, I'm liking it. I'm hoping that they kind of get it together. There's a little fatigue. You can kind of see it from playing so hard. And even though they have not played as many games as the Celtics have, because what Celtics had a game seven, then went game five, and then right. there's us who didn't have to. You know, we had the sweep five games. Now we're here. When you're playing hard defense all the way, there's going to be some stuff. Um, so we're doing well to a degree. We're keeping Kemba under check. It's just Jason Tatum has finally kind of grown up a little bit because he was in the funk. This has been their best player, and he wasn't really showing up in our world, and now he is. So, okay, we'll tread lightly on it. We need some more consistent shooters, but that's always kind of been our issues. Bam, he's doing fine. Um... My concern is Gordon Hayward because he's not even fully in it yet. I know he was active in Game 3. I don't remember if he even played. I don't think he did because they had to take precaution. But what's that team going to look like when a guy that was averaging 70%, um, I'm sorry, not 70%, 17 points a game 
with like 52% shooting from the floor, man. Like, that's some scary stuff, and the guy who would probably be on him would be Duncan Robinson, and Duncan's just a, a long, gangly guy, but he's not necessarily the best defender. Nope. What's your impressions, Francisco? How do you feel? Do you feel this is the downward spiral, no. or do you feel we can do this? I think this is just the dogfight that the series was always going to be. Um, that nobody wanted. But... Uh, it's kind of turning out the way that I thought it would. Uh, the, the going up two games to none was was uh, was pleasantly surprising to me. I thought it'd be like one one heading into game three, but uh, this is essentially kind of the same thing in a way. The Heat won the first two, both were dogfights, and then the game three was a dogfight, and the Celtics turned out to be the one that. Took the victory there. Lakers and Nuggets just started BT dubs. Um, so it's going as expected, which is kind of nerve wracking for us because uh, I know you said that you like competitive games like that, but man, I just want this to be over with so that he can at least make the finals and we can at least, even if we lose, can at least say, hey, got another one of those banners up there. It looks very pretty. See, that's the problem, though. I I rather, and I know, and Andrew can probably contribute to this. I don't want to, if I got to lose, I don't want to lose in the big one, man. You never come back from that. Everybody always remembers the first loser. Everybody remembers that first loser because you want to know how it felt when we lost to the Spurs? Bad? Yeah. It was the the loss that destroyed the remaining, you know, Heatles. Yeah. And partially it's because of the bad, bad, bad cap situation that we got ourselves into overpaying a lot of vets that LeBron liked and not focusing on the youth movement and then ends up leading to us drafting Shabazz Napier who never plays a game with us. Or he did play a game he and did. then we traded him to Orlando, yeah. I believe, he was afterwards. Trash. He still is trash. He's trash. somewhere. Trash. Um, he's, he's trash somewhere. I just don't remember. He's like, Here's the thing. All right. Full disclaimer. A lot of young NBA players elevate from being trash to recyclables, probably by, like, year three. So I'm sure if you're recyclable, good job, Shabazz, but you were not necessarily... You were basically Pat Riley's chip on Please LeBron Stay. I feel bad for that pressure because that's worse than a Kawhi Leonard free throw in the the, uh, NBA Finals, which he did make. That's how the Heat won. Um, I don't know. I'm just that guy. You know, the same way... And I think it's also because, remember... What my backstory is, is that I'm a Yankees fan. We lost to the Diamondbacks. We lost to the Marlins. That feeling sucks. It sucks a lot. Everybody loves a closer. Everybody loves that reputation of winning out, and they love winning out and dominating. You don't want to be the team that blew it. You want to know how? Because guess who never got over being the perfect team for the perfect season? The Patriots. Name me any Tom Brady Super Bowl victory and the only two that you can come up with off the top of your head, immediately, better or worse, is going to be the comeback from 28 to 3, and then the 19 and 1 or 18 and 1. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want to yeah. be that. You want to be like Minoria, you know, <laughs> our, our sponsor, and Ever Tried, and Valorant Act. Yeah. Valorant. That was Valorant was... Act 2. I don't even know if that was a word that you just said. Valorant. <laughs> It's Italian. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Lakers are up 8-2. Uh, 
Ugh, what a bo- West Conference went from being interesting to boring, man. Ugh, if only the Nuggets had pulled out that second game. Yeah, because I would love the Nuggets, because I think one, they would be gas, and two, there's just a more competitive chance. Yeah. Because it's, it's very hard. I mean, part of me wants, like, the LeBron to be like, you couldn't be, we don't need you to win, but then I'm like, Charles, you're a liar. Mm. All right. So. We'll I have a question for you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, poll question here. Do you buy conference championship gear? Yes or no? no. Um, is it $5 dirt cheap? Because, yeah. No, I mean, I think, well, my, my brother-in-law does. I don't, uh, unless, unless somebody gives it to me, I'm not going to have it. I I agree with you. I um, I feel like that a conference championship is meaningless. It's go big or go home. Yeah, but how well, do they sell and, merchandise? And it's me- meaningless and to the point where I'm not going to buy something that says conference champions. I mean, I going like like the Panthers won the '96 conference championship, and it's the only thing they can hang their hat on. So, right. It's like the one thing Panthers fans go to, and I wasn't a fan back then, so when I see it, it's kind of like when I see the 72 Dolphins. Oh, perfect season. Okay. Uh, it's been 50 years almost. What have you done lately? You haven't been to the freaking – they haven't even been to the, the conference finals and um, our conference championships in the NFL since 92. Uh, so yeah. – your your biggest claim to fame was Chad Pennington getting destroyed by the Baltimore Ravens back yeah. in what 2010? 2008. 2008. Right. 2016 as well. So it's Oh, yeah. that's right. You did go. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody oh, yeah, no, that happened too. So it's it's not even I I can see what you mean uh, with with regards to remembering teams that lose. But man, I mean, yeah, I I should I should rephrase myself. I don't want to say that they are totally meaningless. That that's not true. I shouldn't have downplayed a champ a conference championship like that. That's well, not true. It, it kind of uh, okay. So uh, I think I, sometimes I listen to Joe Rose, uh, one of the local radio station guys here. He was on the Dolphins '84 team that lost in the Super Bowl to uh, Joe Montana and the 49ers. That was Dan Marino's only Super Bowl, and he's like. Uh, and he always makes fun of the fact, like, oh, I have a conference championship ring, but I don't wear that around. Because <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, it's, you're celebrating getting second place. So I, I can understand, like, in the Olympics, you get a silver medal. I mean, that's 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 something to be proud of, you know? That's, yeah, that's, that's different. That's an that's a achievement, individual achievement that's like, okay, you, you're like the top, Two, you're the top two in whatever field that you were in, unless you're like the U.S. basketball team, which Silver is a complete and utter failure, right? But, or, or in hockey too, the Canadian hockey team, it's a complete and utter failure if they get a silver. So, if it's fashionable and cheap, do it. Mm. All right. So, uh, oh, ah, speaking of basketball. I have a new segment. Just want to get this out of the way, and then we'll head on over to the cage. It's called You Go, Girl. I don't know if that's politically correct anymore, but I'm going to say it. 
So we're going to highlight women's sports a little bit because we are sports goofs. And we... Oh God. Okay, the Marlins are losing. I think Freddie Freeman just hit a home run. It's 7-1. to Just screw it. We're not winning tonight. Uh, magic number is going to be at 4. And I think the Nationals blew a lead. So it's not going great tonight, guys. All right. Uh, so I will highlight a woman... Women's athlete or women's teams. Well, today is Asia Wilson. You guys know who she is? I, I can't say her. that I that I do. All right, so Asia Riyad Wilson, American professional women's basketball player, WNBA. She plays for the Las Vegas Aces, which was the name that a lot of people wanted the Golden Knights to have, but. I think that was a little too on the nose for Vegas and the NHL, really. Anyways, the, this this uh, this woman here, she's uh, she played out South Carolina. That's the college she went to. Drafted first overall in 2018, and she's lived up to the hype. WNBA MVP this season, 2020, 2018 Rookie of the Year, two-time All-Star. She won the national championship with uh, South Carolina uh, in 2017. Uh, she was also the most outstanding player that season. She won a World Cup uh, gold medal in 2018 and was in the 2019 NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Was one one of the women athletes represented there. She played overseas in China as well. And currently her Las Vegas Aces, I think they're facing off against the Connecticut Sun in the conference finals right now in the WNBA playoffs. That's where they are right now. I think the other team was the Minnesota Lynx. And uh, what was the other team that was that they were facing? Right, this is off the top of my head, too. Um, well, anyways, they're in the conference finals. Uh, let me see. Now it's driving me crazy. i got to figure this out. So I think it was Connecticut. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay, Seattle. So, yeah, the Seattle Storm versus Minnesota. And Vegas versus Connecticut. So, there you guys go. Asia Wilson. You go, girl. You oh, go, girl. Yeah, there we go. All righty. All right, let's, let's head on over to the cage, shall we? He said this is a All short right. one, Charles. It's going to be sure. So welcome, everybody, to your weekly Trueplex the Cage with Charles. Full disclaimer, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a performance. It is beauty, carnage, and sometimes disappointment. It is poetry, emotion. It is men and women chasing championships, chasing revenge, chasing to establish your name. It all comes down to headaches and heartaches and a, a big effing tumor by the name of Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Guys... Wrestling's kind of getting bad again, for yeah. Raw at least. You know, we're going to start with WWE because I want to end it on a good note, and that's why I'll bring it to AEW. But Jesus, I, I, can't, I can't stand it. Clash of Champions is this week, I believe. Remember, WWE is split up between three shows, Raw and SmackDown, and there's a developmental NXT. NXT's been fine. Charles is super interested in that. Um, they have a... New pay-per-view for that October 4th, Takeoff, Takeover, that's what they call it. I mean, they should really call it Takeover, Take a Load Off, and just go back to the Attitude Era phrasing with it for the old school sakes. But 
they're going to have a gauntlet match tomorrow for both the men's and women's uh, titles to determine who's going to be the number one contender. Really hoping, hoping that we get Adam, not Adam Cole, Kyle Riley versus Finn Balor, just because Kyle's a fantastic performer with the women's. It's do what you want kind of thing. Um, it's not even a situation where you have to create a full new program of heels and faces to go against your champions. Just give me something. Raw is atrocious. Raw is literally that's, the same story. That's what I'm seeing here. People are like, the uh, ratings were down. Somebody's got here, um, WCW Monday Nitro in 2000 was at a 2.75 like rating, and Raw was at 1.67. Uh, it feels like Monday Nitro back then when Russo and Bischoff were splitting the company feel better than this because they're giving you the same tripe over and over again. And how many times... Am I going to see Seth Rollins versus Dominic Mysterio? I don't even like Dominic. He's lame. He does nothing. He has no offensive moveset. And now you're bringing all the Mysterio family, and I'm just going to cheer for the team that just wants to beat these people up over and over and over again. I, I can't with you. What are you doing? And that's going to be the first thing I text. Seth Rollins, congratulations. You are breaking your back trying to keep this feud going and you've been selling you had the wrestlemania matches right that was you and owens and then it went downhill from there this guy's put last night's raw broke me again (laughs) i don't even watch it but there's so many reasons why it broke me and i didn't even watch i haven't watched raw like a month you guys i just watched little snippets because i know i know when trash is so remember wrestling is a 12-month product it's the hardest most demanding thing imagine because you're going to have slow moments. Imagine just football for 12 months, hockey for 12 months, college football for 12 months, mm. baseball for 12 months. You're going to get sick of it. There's going to be some downtime, right? We are in the midst of the downtime. Categorically speaking, post-SummerSlam leading to Survivor Series, hell, really leading to Royal Rumble, because a lot of Survivor Series is a one-off, is extremely difficult to get entertained for. And now we're dealing with a limited roster because of the Rona. But it feels as if everything's been kind of pushed aside for the betterment of NXT and for the benefit of SmackDown, where the better stories are going on. And then we get Raw. And it's like Rey Mysterio's injured, so we can't push the Mysterio family out. But we're not going to rotate new dudes. And we put Dominic with Umberto, but Umberto hasn't done anything to even earn tag team title shots. And now they're rehashing the old storyline of Rey not being Dominic's followers. So I'm really just kind of wondering why are we even doing that because to be honest it was a dumb story 15 years ago when they did it and it's a dumb story now Alistair Black and Kevin Owens what you doing I don't even know like I I don't mind Pirate uh, Owens that's fine or Pirate Black but still give me something to work with in and of itself it's just terrible and then we have Retribution and I'm going to go straight into it I hate Vince McMahon he needs to be incapacitated from ever holding a a spot of power for creative and for development because he took five wrestlers from NXT, three of them who are actually quite excellent, two of them need some time to develop, and he made them into this weird hackerish Mad Max Road Warrior stuff and renamed them. Dominic Dijakovic, big on him, big dude. You see this uh, on the screen here, the kind of like the, the spoof yeah. uh, announcement yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, Triple H is all elite wrestling. I wish, because yeah. all Vince does is ruin the guys that he produced. Vince has produced you high-quality dudes from NXT, and when they get called up to the main roster, 
Vince doesn't know what to do with them because Vince doesn't, one, know how to create new stars, and two, he relies too much on the old. So that's why he's kind of giving a weird push with Keith Lee, but even Keith Lee's push is kind of real. But you ruined almost all the NXT call-ups. Ricochet's just dead in the water, and he's one of the most exciting guys in there. Please don't call it the Undisputed Era. You'll kill Adam Cole because you'll make him Michael Cole's illegitimate child. But then you give me this Mad Max nonsense. So Dominic Dijakovic, and I bring it up because the guy has a lot of potential. He had great matches with Keith Lee and other people on XT. So they put him as the leader of Retribution, and they named him T-Bar. Want to know some other names of this Retribution team instead of... And it's composed of... Brendan Williams, who was originally Dio Madden, or actually it was the other way around, but he was Dio Madden. Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez is alleged to be there, and then um, Shane Thorne's allegedly the fifth guy, but then go from there. So they changed to three different fake names. And you know, the thing is with wrestling, it's very hard to get past a gimmick. Bray Wyatt, who we love, who's the fiend, was once known as Husky Harris. So, and remember, Vince McMahon's old, so he likes things that were funny in the 60s. <laughs> but it's hard to come back from bad names and bad concepts. The only person who's really been able to come back from a dumb name was really Goldust and the Boogeyman, right? But so, Dominic Dijakovic, T-Bar. Slapjack, that's another name. Slapjack is something that I feel like a what hillbilly on that? meth would... It's it's an insult that a hillbilly on meth would call you. Hey, you Slapjack, come on over here! <laughs> Mace so, Squidbillies. Is another one. Mace, not M-A-C-E, but M-A-S-E. You know, what are you going to call the women? I'm terrified. What are you going to call Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez? Shane Thorne's allegedly the fifth one, but they should just call him Thorne because that actually kind of works. They have no purpose. Really what Vince did was hoshpodge it, and he's not even creating ideas. He's not trying, and I hate him. And I, I don't want to wish death on the Internet, but I want incapacitatedness, or I want Vince just to be like, you know those memes are like, sure thing, Grandma? Sure thing, Grandpa. Just give us the keys of the business here, and let's try something to make competitive wrestling. Over on SmackDown, it getting good, guys. Like, it, it's at least getting interesting. Alexa Bliss and Fiend's storyline is interesting to me because it's a different dynamic. Um, I'm loving the Roman Reigns and Jey Uso pseudo-feud because they're cousins in real life, but in order for Roman to go full bad guy, he has to murder his own cousin, and I'm about that. He's been doing well with Heyman. Heyman has not been this overbearing walrus. Speaking of walrus, wobbly walrus, I have to send you guys that after mm. the show or tomorrow. Oh, we saw it oh yeah, that's right, last yeah. week. Um, but still, little things like that. I love creativity. I love difference. And I love the fact that Bray's kind of poking fun at Vince McMahon. And Vince just fired Mike Rotunda, which is his dad, the IRS. Um, so I, Clash of Champions is this Sunday. Yay! Clash of Champions Gold Rush, a lot of titles online. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre ambulance match. Randy's probably going to win. Triple Threat IC match. Sami Zayn, who is the OG IC champion, who had to technically vacate the title before the travel restrictions and then the uh, the CV came around, so he's back in, wanting to go against Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles. That should be good. I hope it's good. The women's matches, meh, meh. Nikki Cross and Bailey. If Sasha interferes and costs Bailey her title, I like it. If Bailey retains yet again and buries Nikki just to prolong Sasha and Bailey. I'm not about it. Don't give that tag team titles. Why even bother? They're fine. Shinsuke and Cesaro, great wrestlers. Lucha House Party just needs more credibility. Street Profits, I'm kind of done with you, but there's nothing going on with Raw Tag Team, so the only solution is combine the, the tag team titles for both Raw and SmackDown for a bit until you get more of the roster back. And then, you know, US title, whatever. All these other titles, whatever. Let's end on a happy note. New Japan's doing G1 Climax. Still expect Kota Ibushi to win that. All Elite Wrestling hasn't been fantastic, 
but a fantastic match that I had to watch because I did watch NXT last week, main event, but I did watch back other ones, was Santana Ortiz, Proud and Powerful, uh, versus Best Friends, and the story behind that. And I, I love the Best Friends. They cracked me up. Their third man's uh, Orange Cassidy. So they were just kind of defending Sue, which is Trent's mom's name because they were attacking her van, uh, Santana Ortiz. So they had a street fight. It was visceral. It was good. It ended in a great way. I don't think Santana Ortiz needed that loss, but it's still something that happens, and that's life. Uh, but it was a great street fight that kind of came in. And then there was even a better spoof on it with being the elite, which is like the little 20-minute snippet show mm-hmm. that um, AEW does. Is that the one you sent me? That's, that's one of them that I sent you. But the most recent one had me cracking up because it ends with Sue's mom, or, or not Sue's mom, but Trent's mom, Sue, using voodoo dolls on Santana Ortiz and made me crack up. But apparently the Dark Order, which I gave a lot of insult to in the beginning of their of their origin, um, has becoming hysterical, partially because Brody Lee is apparently like a really funny guy in real life. And mind you, he didn't do anything in WWE because Vince hates tall guys who don't do southern accents. Um, but the one I sent you about the chilies, yes. those 45 seconds, I was cracking up. What, what a product placement, but yes. Well, but it was fantastic, yeah. though. Because that's when Brody had just won the title. I was like, we did it, boys, we did it. So the latest one, and I'm going to end on a happy note because I encourage everybody to watch it for being the elite. It was episode 222. Um, was Reynolds and Silver took uh, Brody Lee's like ring gear, and uh, I believe Reynolds is stacked, or is it Silver? Silver is stacked on Reynolds' sh- uh, shoulders, and they're doing like the impersonation of Brody Lee. So Brody curses all the time. So he's like, what the F? Who the hell is this? He's like, where's my papers? Give me the papers. And then Brody comes. So he sounds exactly like Brody as he's doing the voice, so I'm cracking up. And then Brody comes in and fears it, and then they bring in Sue, who's like the sweetest lady, and they have her... Uh, like throw the papers at one of the guys is silver and then silver doesn't fall so Brody breaks character and goes you fall the F down for Sue right now and they just made a run so if you want to see like the the good product placement of using the internet to further a brand and give insight on your characters watch Being the Elite I like it sometimes it's my little lunch stuff when I want to uh, because WWE has a hard time breaking out into the internet field, except for like Up, Up, Down, Down, which I'm a big fan of, or Left, Right, Left, Right, which is their in-house competitor of Tyler Breeze, but it's part of the same group. You know, you want some of that authenticity, unless you're that old-school wrestling fan who's like, nah, they should never break kayfabe. Kayfabe's been dead for a while. Kayfabe officially died the minute Undertaker was doing video game commercials for WWE Battlegrounds. I'm sorry, but this is the new generation. Let it go because you're the reason why Vince McMahon caters to old fans. I apologize. And that's all I got for you uh, this week on The Cage, guys. Okay. All right. So I think that's it, guys. We've uh, we've gone two-plus hours now. Denver and Lakers games. Pretty good so far. And uh, ooh, what the hell's happened to the Rays? Come on, Andrew. Get it together. Uh, all right. And Yankees are destroying the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, and the Marlins are going to lose, so mm, we'll see you guys next week, I guess. That's all I got. Ciao. Good night, folks. Watch being the elite. From the 27-yard line, it's third and ten. That far away from your body, he didn't do it, and it cost him. They'll bring in their dime package. He drops back. 